morning sickness. It's Wednesday at 5.45. Let's do this thing. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. Fred Fessley, Big Dick Toledo. Off we go for another glorious day, although not so glorious. Very strange uh, moment yesterday. You guys don't even know this. Wait till no. you hear this one. So uh, there we are. Uh, uh, yesterday I had a meeting with the guys from Stand Up Live and uh, Copper Blues. No, we're just one. Matt. Little tiny Matt. There was a, uh, Brett, you'll love this. All right. So Larry McFeely, we all know, is of the uh, Jewish persuasion, yes, correct? Yes, That's not an insult to people who think I no. just called him cheap. I didn't. Um, Lane is another person here who is also a Jewish person. Matt Coleman is here. We went into the into the little kitchen area to grab a drink and just, you know, uh, Tom, the sales guy's in there. And we went, Matt knows Tom, so they were going to go chat in there. So he said, where's Tom? I took him to the kitchen area. Uh, Larry points to uh, Lane comes in. Larry, Lane, and Matt are all in. Like we've corralled the Jews into one spot. <laughs> it's been done before, never so joyously. So we we had them all in the kitchen, and uh, Larry points at Matt Coman from behind to Lane, and says, "Huh?" To to uh, Lane, and Lane goes, "Oh yeah, I know. He's another one." And Larry's like, no, 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 look, there's barbecue at the table. He was pointing past Matt, but she looked at him and said, yeah, he looks. So I told Matt, I'm like, the saddest part of that is she doesn't know you. And she just thought, he looks pretty Jewy. Yeah, <laughs> they knew what they were. They had like this weird kind of communication of there's a fellow. A pers- One of us. person of the shul was in the room yeah. and said, uh, but he just pointed in the direction of Matt. She turns and goes, yeah, I know he's. He's very Jewy, and I told I told Matt, I'm like, you don't, you're like short and small little Jewish guy, but they just point at you, and other Jews recognize your your Jewishness. It's a curse, Matt says. In a while. <laughs> and today's a big day for the Jews. Yeah, well, we were talking about that and getting Larry in here to make us bagels and bring something in uh, to uh, it's Atonement Day, Yom Kippur, correct? Yeah, yeah. And they atone for stuff, but evidently they do that through some sort of meal. Matt was trying to talk Larry into making those bagels. And is it going to happen? Oh, man. You know, Larry's parents owned that bakery oh, yeah. for 100 years a down there. A famous Jewish bakery in, in Phoenix. Right. Yeah. Karsh's oh, yeah. bakery was Larry's family. And uh, Larry He's, can make those bagels at home. He worked on it for like a year. For like, yeah, it was great. He yeah. makes, and they're good. Like yeah, people, they are. But, he's, but he's very Jewish with them. He doesn't bring them out too often. <laughs> They're hard to make, I mean, especially in a home oven and stuff. But, man, he's crushed out a few. Remember for a while he was making them every day? Yeah. And he'd yeah. come in with the Asiago cheese and the cinnamon ones like he was going to start his own place. And then it just stopped. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so Matt was here yesterday uh, from from the clubs. And we're talking about some stuff. We got I got a Halloween show with the band we're going to do. Uh, Night of the Singing Dead again. That was supposed to be an annual event. But, of course, COVID ruined that. So we're getting that thing together for uh, the 30th of October. We're very excited about that. And Matt and I start talking about uh, the Happy Endings comedy show and uh, just, you know, ideas of who to get on the bill and whatever. And we're throwing names around and, and seeing who's this, who's that, one that keeps popping up. Uh, Matt's not so sure is a good idea. Uh, is that the one we were talking about the other day? What's Steve-O? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking about Steve-O and maybe he's there and maybe he's not. And we don't know and there's no formal offer. We throw out a bunch, a bunch of other names. Uh, this is probably about 11 in the morning. Um, Matt says, you know, I got Norm coming January. We could switch that out. Because I, I like, I know, I like to have 
the comedian that we have in a relationship with him. Like over the years, we've met so many. I'm a huge comedy fan. I love, you know, I've always been, I stay up late at night and watch comedians. My dad and I used to listen to cassette tapes of comedians. He didn't even like them. I got my dad into it. As a kid, I, I've always loved it. And so uh, he brings up Norm. And I'm like, well, we've got hours with Norm. Norm is a great story for our 20th anniversary because he was actually the very first person I ever did an interview with on the radio, which was at The Zone with Jim Sharp. And Jim was doing the show and I was producing it. And Jim didn't know. He knew of Norm. Didn't I, I'm like, I know this guy up and down. It's like yeah. one of my idols as far as the way funny works. I'll never have a brain like Norm MacDonald. N- nobody did. And I said, I would, I, and I told Matt this, and I'm like, well, Jesus, if we can pull that off, I think Norm might be a little bit strange, but along with another, like we could get Lovitz and Norm and like people we've had relationships and just have an, and probably uh, uh, Kevin Nealon and have a, a and Saturday Night Live well, reunion, yeah. right? You know, and it would be incredible. And I'm like, that would be like, as far as Holmberg's happy endings goes, if I could put together something for this, a nostalgic show in our 20s, that would be incredible. So I'm like, amazing. Uh, Matt leaves, and not two seconds after his car pulls out, the alerts come in that Norm died. The mere mention of doing our show is now killing. Like, Ralphie's dead. Brian Callen decided not to. Uh, Jim Brewer doesn't want to do uh, tours anymore. I mean, everybody that's ever done our stuff outside of Nate Bargatze is uh, is dead or quitting. I can, black na- and now, yeah, and now my succubus, mere mention of saying, hey, that would be to get Norm to headline our thing would be unreal. And, uh, and I, I, I mean, it's done. No. And then, sure enough, Mark Randall and I wrote, we were like, I'm not kidding. Two minutes had passed. Yeah. Since the, let's see if we can get that done. Maybe we should get Woody to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, now it's Rosie O'Donnell, Woody from the Woody Show. And for no reason at all, Paul Marshall. We're just going to go ahead, knock out any competition that, that may exist. No, it, it was crazy. So, uh, and then just... Uh, a gut punch to find out that Norm McDonald, the great Norm McDonald, uh, had cancer for nine years, most of the time we knew him. Uh, I know. How many times cancer. did he come in? And-, and, you know, you try to sift through all the memories and thoughts of... I'm, I'm upset you didn't... Did, were you a McDonald fan? Yeah, I like McDonald's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And, and uh, it's things it that you It was story to, time every oh, time he came in. That one time he just wanted to do a movie scene where he was Super Dave Osborne and I was... I think I did Liam Neeson. He's like, just take one of your impressions. Go, you know? Like all right, all right, you get that done, and, and uh, it stopped him in his tracks when he yeah, when, started. When John the, went into Liam. Was, oh, yeah, because it, <laughs> it was the scene with uh, Fontaine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The, uh, he was. Is it Vince Fontaine? No, no, that's Johnny Greece. Johnny Fontaine. Yeah, and he's talking to the Godfather. Yeah, and uh, we're like, I'll pick out the scene. So he gets on the computer. And he, there you go. You get that. All right, you read this part. I read that part. All right, then. and so uh, he reads a line, and then I read my line as uh, Liam Neeson. He goes, "Geez, that's good." And then he did the entire speech. I think he was the godfather. The entire speech, which is like two minutes long. We had to take a break and come back to it. Because <laughs> Norm wasn't going to... As Super Dave Osborne. Wow. Which was just odd. But as it went on, it kind of was like, maybe... The, <laughs> I, and as a host, you're kind of like keeping an eye on your internal clock saying, is this is this still worth doing? And then it, sto- and then it started being funny again. Like it did that wave of not funny. And then, okay, this is... Like, for some reason, this is working again. And he just sat in there and, and uh, did that. Fearless. It was awesome. And uh, beyond fearless. Like, Norm was just funny. Like, the world's a lot less funny without a guy like Norm MacDonald. I, 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 there are like three or four people I point to as to 
uh, just being people that I always said I'll watch whatever they do. Not movies. I don't care about their movies because that's not them. But Phil Hartman, Norm MacDonald, and uh, you get into like the old Eddie Murphy stuff. And you're and those are the people that I was like, this is what funny is. And then Brian Regan, who I think is a mind on its own. But uh, And it's kind of yeah, cool. He's one of those um, comedians that his mind is always working. You can say that about a lot of comedians, but he studied it. He appreciated uh, he good a, humor. He, a, he just... He loved a the professor uh, of comedy. He was, and and as a as a you know person of uh, uh, always paid attention to that stuff. I remember his hits on Letterman were were always because he'd polish them. He was all, he never ever took a break on a TV hit or anything like that. And of course, getting fired from Saturday Night Live, the epic story of of you know his his executive boss Don Olmeyer was friends with O.J. Simpson. And the joke that got him fired was, all right, well, it's finally official here in California, folks. Murder is legal when O.J. got off. <laughs> and uh, and Don Olmeyer didn't like it because he was friends with O.J. And Norm always said, the guy got rid of me because I was buddies with his, or uh, I made fun of his golfing buddy. But, yeah, and, the the, the uh, you know, everybody always does this. I, always, I don't like eulogizing people yeah. I wasn't great friends with. Clearly, I wasn't. One time I went to the improv to drop something. I forget what I was doing, and Norm was there. And we had just had him on, maybe it was the second or third time, and he's on the top of the stairs. The show's going on, but he's not on yet. The opener's on, and he's standing outside having a smoke or something, and some girl's with him. And I hear him, like, and I'm coming up those uh, that little staircase to go up to the to Tempe Improv, and uh, he's like, so, well, if you don't want to, you don't want to, no big deal. <laughs> and that's what I hear him saying. He goes, hey, there's that guy from the radio. And I walk by, and I'm like, how you like, doing? so nonchalant. How you doing, Norm? Yeah, how you doing? guy from radio and i just i had to go so i was, I was dropping something off and i just left and i'm gonna stay for the show or uh, okay no handshake and i just left and i just started laughing uh and then the like the pinnacle of this job the little little small things that come from this are uh people that when i was young and wanting to be around funny and not understanding what funny was uh, as far as like, I just, I, you know, you think you're humorous and whatever, and then you look at people like this guy's got to figure it out. Nor- Norm McDonald texting me once was probably the coolest thing that's happened in these twenty years. That was that, and it, it only happened because Frank Caliendo was such a huge fan, and numbers were exchanged, and uh, did a thing. I think it was the time we did the Godfather thing, and he was super complimentary afterwards, and then uh, threw a text my direction, and I was like, that might be, that might be what I've always wanted here. That's you just should, those you should do something with it. I mean, he didn't say anything like I that. It was probably something mean, but it was like uh, I, it was something about his number. And it was just that with that surreal moment where that fourth wall of somebody I truly kind of, and I don't do this much, sort of idolized in a how-does-your-head-work way. Uh, uh, it just threw a hello at me. Uh, it was the craziest. And, 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 and those it's, are those moments I don't, I don't take for I do to Actually, I do take for granted, and I need to stop. I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't take pictures with people. I'm a, I don't have memories all yeah. over my house of this stuff. I try to keep it in my head, and uh, and those are those moments that, I regret. That uh, is freaky in a way when you say that. It's like not intentionally, but now all of a sudden, way back when he he would always you'd ask him to do something I never thought he would do, and uh, I don't know who between you and I, but when we did that, my. Wedding video. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And without doing it, he's doing it. And I was thinking about it to him, like, yeah, he was Norm. on your wedding video. Are there, are there dead ones? Is Ralphie on there? I can't remember. Oh, Ralphie's definitely on there. 
I'm positive of that. You're killing people. Wayne we're, Static, we're, too. Again, though, that word. Yeah, exactly. Wayne Static was yeah, your wedding, Wayne. man. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, it's a marriage. It's no good, man. It's food. Look at the time. I think I'm going to. It's no good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, you're on for 20 years. People are going to start exactly. dying. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I said, uh, Carson and Letterman were always the people I looked to. It's like, man, I guess maybe it's innate in people who do this stupid job or are meant to do this is this hosting thing. I always marveled at the ability to direct a show with people, uh, just other people. I, I always I always looked at Carson and Letterman as geniuses when it came to like, wow, they're, they're pulling the puppet strings on this thing, and it's going all over the place, especially Letterman. And then I got into like just Phil Hartman being just, just so smart and funny and and brilliantly, you know, concocting ideas and... And then Norm. Those were, I mean, those are the guys that I, I for the first ones I think of when I think of who who would I say I always looked up to or admired without ever knowing. And those were the guys. And to get to know Norm that way was, I mean, it, it was a guy. Caliendo texted me yesterday. He was like, I don't have emotions. You know that. Uh, I don't have empathy for death. I, it, and I'm kind of the same way. Death is just a thing that happens. I'm sad when it happens. It was a gut punch yesterday. That was a weird one. That was like not supposed to. If anything, I've been doing Norm's voice for your dad because I yeah. think they said like, your dad sounds like old Norm. So now my Norm impression has turned into your dad. And now more your dad than Norm. Uh, but There who, goes that bet. Who would, have ever, yes, who would have ever guessed <laughs> Torp would have out, outlasted Norm McDonald? But yeah, it's uh, it's strange when people you... We got we didn't. It hits home a little Look, bit. I'm not going to claim to be his friend. I'm not going to pull no. a prat here and say, oh, we were buddies and this. We weren't. But it was. You I came in just enough and there's yeah. enough. I mean, every oh. time... You know, there's a handful of uh, those comedians that you come in, and a lot of the talking is off the air. Yeah, that are just oh. amazing oh, discussions. The, I always know I was in trouble because on during a story, he goes, "Yeah, you got a jump button." Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and he'd take it all the way to the end, and then and clip us with something massive. And I just always loved his ability to lead you down a path. And sometimes his stand up at the improv or whatever, he was just experimenting. Uh, and it was he's just, he was the best and the, and again silly little moments that I've always taken for granted that I'm trying to be better about I think it's age I think you get older and you start realizing I've kind of let 20 years pass me and I think it's a lesson for everybody to, to to really sit back and smell the roses which I have never done and I'm trying to be better about uh, thanks therapy but I, I truly am like I've always just let everything blow by and like it's all in, what's next what's next what's next and never what what has happened. Yeah. That's why I don't like celebrating the 20-year anniversary. They want to do parties. I'm like, no. Well, I'm supposed to work for two. I don't want to look back. Forward, forward, forward. Because looking back means you're done. There's not, Like you said, there's nothing in your rearview mirror that can help you going forward if you keep looking at it. You just carry it with you. But I sometimes you have to pull the car over and hit one of those scenic vistas. And I've never done it. And yesterday got me thinking at the time uh, that I actually did have like giddy schoolgirl moment when Norm knew my name. Before he said, hey, it's a Holmberg. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. These are surreal seconds of an idiot's life who's he always. enjoyed coming in. Oh, just, I mean, just... He was great. That was a gut punch yesterday. Frank said the same thing. This is affecting me. And I'm not affected by these things. It's really strange. So I uh, losing Norm was rough. If you want the, the example of what you're talking about of uh, taking time to appreciate, you know, the, the old saying, stop yeah. and smell the roses. Yeah. The Bill Wyman documentary from the Rolling Stones. Yeah is on uh, Netflix. Pretty amazing. And that is does, a guy, he, the one member of the band 
that did that his whole life. No one ever knew. I mean, he's got a collection. Oh, he was collecting. He he would collect film and air. He just was. You'd see him back there playing the bass, and that's what he did. Yeah, I he enjoyed was the boring one next to Charlie. Yep. Yeah. I see, and it's I worth still watching because he's a guy that like, and that's what musicians were reflecting. He's like, man, he really just yeah. would appreciate at that moment playing yeah. stadiums. I've never had. The, it. I've never been good at it. And well, I don't it know. goes by so fast. That's yeah. the problem. And, that's, and, and you don't and have those things. That's that. And everybody always says that. Well, what about if your memory starts to fade? Don't you want pictures? And if my memory's fading, the pictures are just going to spark things that are going to piss me off. Because I can't remember this stuff. I have stuff. no idea what confuse you're talking about. Yeah, it, it confuses I mean, like, It is. Yeah. yeah. I don't want... I was there on that? <laughs> is that me? I don't want that. I just... I'll go until the thing doesn't work anymore. But, and, and I think maybe, and to, to, you know, if I have to you guys, I think that attitude for me has kind of permeated the whole show. There aren't, there is no hallway of photographs of all the people that have come rolling in here and all these. I'm not nostalgic as far as I'm concerned or the shows because I always think we're going to do something better tomorrow. Or, and it's not this driving ambitiousness. It's just this, we can, we'll just do something else tomorrow. It's just this fun day-to-day thing. And I think you start getting into the grind of your, everybody does it. But those moments when like that happens, you're like, "Geez, that's we like it's strange that 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 happens." Because when I, I remember hearing when Ralphie died, I was in the other room, and that was that was less that affected me because I always knew as a friend, and we did get to be friends. Ralphie, yeah. you, me, we were all friends, uh, and you always knew with Ralphie uh, he was going to die. It's a matter of time, and that call was coming. And you, and that was the helplessness of being his friend is that you watched this guy killing himself. You know, you watched him dying. Every time you saw him, you're like, this might be it. But you still didn't expect it. And with everything call. going, you know, especially towards the end. Oh, the divorce and yeah. all. Yeah. But you still didn't know when the call was coming. You right. just knew it was coming. It was always this looming, impending dark cloud. And when it came, I was more pissed off than like, and it just, it, it gets you. It's like, oh, man. And then there's nothing you could have done. A countless amount of people tried to help Ralphie stop. And it wouldn't. And then you look at Artie Lang, who was with Norm the first time I interviewed him, and you're like, when is his turn? And everybody says they're waiting for that call from him, although he straightened up a little bit. That's uh, amazing. There's tons of them. There's tons of them. But, yeah, he's uh, – it was it was a – you know. So there goes happy endings because that was going to be awesome. And if we could have pulled that – and, you know, when I when, – actually, when Matt first said it, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Is the celebrity theater and is Norm – 61-year-old Norm – gonna drag him out for this and then we put another you know a couple of other headliners on there what, how kind of you gotta go mesh that show somehow or another and make it work and i know frank would have happily come out again and because he's been kind of a mainstay with our happy endings thing and uh and then well now it doesn't matter so we're back to square one so i really think in hindsight after all said and done Norm is a real selfish dick for doing what he did because we had this planned out as of yesterday that this was going to be the Norm McDonald happy endings thing. And now, Jesus. One step closer to Gallagher now. <laughs> is he still alive? Did Gallagher outlive Norm? That's because yeah, of all the... get Gallagher down there now. It's all the fruits. You know what? I'd do that. I, well, and again, not to disparage Norm, I have tried so hard, and I'm not kidding, phone calls... Uh, pushes. Everybody's pushing back. I want Bill Cosby for the happy innings. Who would have ever got? I, I would. He said. And he what was, is Matt saying on that? Oh, he won't do it at all. Yeah. He's, not, he's like, <laughs> you're paying out of your pocket. I'm like, okay. He's like, you're an insane person. You take all the calls. I'm like, all the calls means all the people. Okay. And and I would. I, and it isn't because I support Bill and his. He's a free man. 
I would have him out just to see what the, I, the morbid curiosity is bigger than the comedy curiosity. I want to see Bill Cosby's show just to be like the same way OJ dares have a Twitter and opinions out loud to the public. I, I, like, Bill, uh, what are you going to talk about? The, the, the gigantic uh, red elephant in the room and you're going to do your dentist bit again? I mean, what does he do? So I've been talking to Matt. He just shuts me. Mark won't even think about, like, but it's the cheapest Bill Cosby would ever be. And then he just canceled this tour again anyway. So Cosby and McDonald together. I mean, if Norm came on just before Bill Cosby, the jokes would be all about Bill Cosby. Yeah, Yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah. The two-drink minimum at the Cosby show? Forget ah, forget about it. We'd have the Four Peaks. We'd put a special beer out. Oh, man. Called the sleep, <laughs> the Theo, sleep Theo. I mean, come or just on. get some farm money to sponsor it. Big farm money. Oh, farm, not like yeah, FAM, PHF. Yeah, a pharmacy would. Yeah, if we could get Glaxo Welcome, if that's still a thing, or Pfizer to get out there and help us out. Either way, and I don't want to be, you know, Mister Sad Sack. That was a tough one yesterday. Norm Dyan was, and I, it sucks. We're gonna start losing them all. Lunch with Lovitz was another one, even though I didn't like. Fawn over Lovitz. I always liked John Lovitz. But sitting down and hanging out with John Lovitz, when you break the the shell of John Lovitz and become part of his inner self, it's different. Like Because yeah. he is a very closed-off, strange man. Very strange. That very was the first time strange. I met him yeah. when he was in here. I'm like, it, wow. It, incredibly strange. But once you, it, you've seen him really comfortable. That's he really comfortable? Me. Yeah, because he, he, he has embraced me. But uh, and everything else around. I mean, he's that's a he's, safe he, spot, yeah, right? Safe spot. And, and he does it when I'm with Frank. Yep. He goes to Frank. I, I, he likes me too. But then Frank and and he and I had lunch together, and it was comfortable. I was at dinner once with him, and I was the only one he was comfortable with. And I was like his whoopie. He was leaning on like people were around, and he he was just in a shell. And he's he's just it. But that's another one that was kind of that moment. Like I can't believe this is a thing in my life. The dude I used to watch as the liar when I was 14. Golfing with Kevin Nealon. Yeah, Nealon was a blast. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the best rounds. Yeah, it's crazy. Ever. But, yeah, so we, we're lucky to have that kind of stuff. But Norm Dine stinks. And I got a ton of emails saying people like, oh, Norm, not Norm. A nine-year battle with cancer and you hide that. And the deadly kind. Not the, you know, not something you just carry around and you, oh, I'm in remission and whatever. The deadly kind of cancer. So it makes me wonder when he came in here all fat that time and he said he was eating too many milkshakes to start his day. Could have been the medication. Yeah, there's something yeah. going on there because he got big and fat for like uh, like what, six months and then he was normal. He was normal. So, and Norm McDonald. I want to play something in the 8 o'clock hour, which I think is the, the most polished comedy I've ever heard in my life. His last hit on Letterman. A, it was hilarious. B, it was probably the most touching thing you can do to tell... Uh, Dave goodbye, and he did it in 2016 or 15, and I remember telling him, like, hey, that was, as a fan of comedy, as somebody who's watched a lot, that might be the greatest uh, four or five minutes of stand-up on television, because you you hit it all. You were funny, you were new material, and then at the end, this heartfelt tribute of my life wouldn't be anywhere near what it is without you, Letterman, because Letterman loved him. And uh, and there was like emotion. It, it ran the gamut of everything you could imagine. I'm like that guy, and he said he worked for months on that. He said I wanted that to be perfect. And I'm like I think you nailed it. So some of those tributes, like I mean, what Letterman had to say about Norm and Conan yeah. O'Brien. Oh, his time on Conan 
If you go back and YouTube all Norm's stops on Conan, you'd die laughing. Like, you'd have to stop. It's They're great. Because he was filthy. There's a thing he did back when he was on uh, Dennis Miller's old HBO show. Uh, I think Chris Rock had him on there, too, but he, he was a time traveler, and all he, all he came back with was uh, terrible cuss words. <laughs> it was just great. He's, he was so. Somebody said, hey, why don't you have Dave Pratt headline happy endings? That's a great idea. <laughs> that, hey, buddy, I don't feel so good. It's working. <laughs> we could have Pratt do it. If this thing truly kills people or ends careers. I mean, Jay Moore, he doesn't do anything anymore. Been pretty quiet. Brewer only does like, you know, uh, he picks and chooses. I love Jim, but he's pretty much done with show business again. He hates it. Uh, you know, everybody. Callan, he had a nightmare after he did our thing because he got. <laughs> who was a pop by. Of course, Delia popped the- by. His life fell apart. Callan and him had to fight back. We got to keep this quiet. Ralphie's dead. Norm was like top of the. We were going to make the call yesterday. Yesterday. Let's see if Norm can do this. Literally two minutes later. Killed him. Killed him dead. So what I learned from all this is I can't be in a room with three Jews at the same time. It's just bad luck for people I love. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Anyway, the world is a lot less funny today. That is for sure. That mind was unique uh, all by itself. So tip of the cap to Norm. I know he can't hear me because he's dead and it's all over and stuff. Just the memory. And it makes me really think. And I don't know if this is going to last more than a day. I've been trying real hard for a year or so, maybe more, to uh, smell the rose, to appreciate, not not run my life through walls. Like I and just I'm terrible at it. I don't, but that doesn't mean I want to start taking photos with everybody that rolls in and turn into John Jay and Rich and and just got, have this. We this, got plenty that we don't remember. Oh, I don't. Yeah, there's look. It's just a life well led when you're like there's so many things I did that I enjoy that I don't even remember. Like it's, I think it's great when somebody goes, "Remember that time you and I did that?" And I'm like, "No." Tell me about it, because it sounds great. And then we it turned out we had a great time, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I love that feeling. Yeah. I love remember. And that's why I think people like Facebook. Uh, and Instagram. Well, when it does the as, throwback thing, when yeah. it starts to remind you of things you did on this day. But I react to the, uh, I, I mean, it's the cynicism part of it. I'm loaded. That I hate. Um, the day that, you know, yesterday, all of a sudden, the people that are posting stuff about, um, and, the, and it. Where one of it is a tribute to him, but it all of a sudden it turns into more about, about that person. Well, that's what Pratt's always known for. When he's, I know. he eulogizes somebody by telling a story about how they loved uh, him so much and they let him play his guitar. And Eddie but then Van I Halen try to say, to, well, they're, you know. Nobody knows what to say. James Brown named his band. James Brown named his band, named Dave Band. Ridiculous lies come out of people's mouths when they try to. And it's, I don't, I, look, I wasn't friends with this guy at all. There's, uh, Norm would, I'd probably have to reintroduce myself if he walked in. He'd remember, like, hey, it's John. That's fine by me. He's not supposed to remember me. He saw him like maybe twice a year. But when we saw each other, it was, there was a connection and a little chemistry and fun. And that's gone. And that stinks. Because I, I truly somewhat worshipped that that brain of his. It's a quick wit, the ability to formulate a story, the ability to to twist something into something funny that wasn't funny is just the Super Dave connection. The Super Dave impressions. Golfing, how much they golf together? <laughs> oh, him! I thought you meant he and I having our Super Dave impressions. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, no, was, but yeah, his he the actual relationship knowing, with Super Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, knowing uh, Super Dave, which is just brutal. Bob Einstein. Uh, and he's dead, too, for God's sakes. He's been on the show, but we weren't going to have him headline anything, although I would have loved it. Who will we kill next? That's uh, that's debatable. 
Uh, it's 6.13. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. Uh, we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Just had a hankering for some, some street corn, boys. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know what happened. I walked into the kitchen where uh, the barbecue was yesterday from Eric's Barbecue, and uh, for some reason I'm like, oh, I could go for a big old bag. I got too much elote in my system, and now I'm kind of I'm hooked. Street corn needs to follow me around. I like it. I want some more. Big old mouthful of it. Anyway, sorry. Can't go in the kitchen anymore. It's a trigger. It's a trigger for delightful treats. Uh, yeah. And then Eric texted I know how you feel. Yeah, I can imagine. This is. I, I should have thought of, you know, been more sensitive to this is how Brady's life has. Every, every room has a food memory. Some of those that harken back and sneak up on you when, when you least expect it. And they look better than ever. Those... Delicious legs on that that ham. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't you just like to spread those open and chow down on that ham again, Brady? Remember that room? Yeah, I had that just a minute ago. Uh, I forgot. I was thinking about all that street corn. I'd like it. You know what? I'd like a woman in the form of street corn to just materialize, and it should be the perfect woman because she'd be made of street corn. She'd look, like if I had weird science, she'd be perfect. She'd be shaped beautifully. She'd smell of street corn. And then I'd eat her and she'd be gone. <laughs> Would never have to deal with her. <laughs> put a wig on the yeah. air. I don't need a wig for that. I find bald beautiful. Although I'd probably wig her up a little bit. It's a little too much like banging yourself if you're a street corn person. Oh, that would be tasty. Uh, so another old man story. Because yesterday I shared my hip replacement uh, plans with me and my 77-year-old friend Skip sharing BOGO day on hip replacements on the 24th. So um, yesterday, my friend and I, Colin, humongous fans of Silence of the Lambs, both of us, uh, we wanted to write a musical called Silence, where there were songs for no reason at all in the middle of the story. And we wrote, so they were funny too, they were really good, this was years ago. It came out 30 years ago on Valentine's Day. The great Jane Gum and uh, Hannibal Lecter and Clary Starling. So they they reshow old movies on Tuesday. Have yeah. you been to one of these? Oh yeah, yeah. I went and seen Goodfellas, Smokey oh. and the Bandit. Uh, was yeah. it crowded? It, it actually the was. It was packed last yeah, night. Yeah, I, it, it, five bucks. They do Tuesday night uh, replays of old movies that you know you're like God. I hope I hope this holds up on the big screen. And man, does Silence of the Lambs hold up on the big screen? It was suspenseful again. I've seen this thing a hundred times. It was basically Rocky Horror Picture Show for Colin and I. We know the whole movie up and down. So we can quote it, but we were quiet, like, watching this thing. So, but here's the thing, getting into it. I bought tickets online, as you do, Yep. to go to this pick thing. Pick your over. seat. Yeah, you can pick your seat and all that stuff. So I uh, I do that, meet Colin at the thing by quarter to seven, roll up 15 minutes before the thing starts. Roll up to the uh, to the lady, my barcode, because they email, they, then they email you stuff that says, do you want your tickets uh, now? Or do you want to text you? And I'm like, well, I'm holding the same device. I mean, what the? F- <laughs> so I hit the button. This is exactly what happened to me at the Suns game. Barcode. It's not. It's not a thing. Well, you're the one with the. It is a thing. Look, here's the receipt. Here's how much I paid. It's right in front of you. It's a thing. Here, do it again. Boop. It says it's an invalid ticket. And I'm like, well, what do we do about that? Because now it's now it's, now the ball's in your court. Like I, if I had a paper ticket, that system that used to work just fine. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on a second. Boop. And she goes, you know what? Take it over to him. Now, the ticket taker is Bernie Sanders in a in a COVID mask. Oh, no. I swear, he just looks. He, Colin's like, we got to go over to Bernie Sanders now. He's, Does he have the mittens? And I'm like, well, that's what I said. We gotta go. If this doesn't go, we're just going to go buy this guy really expensive mittens and come back. 
And I'm like, uh, and and besides, when you have somebody that looks that much like Bernie Sanders uh, at the gates of the theater, shouldn't he want everyone to just get in for free? Actually, yeah, yeah everyone, no problem. Everyone, yeah. Every, every, well, prices in. price movies are too high for everybody, and I think that uh, well, 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 you, the poor people can't afford to go see these films because it's uh, $30. The average family spends 100 bucks. Oh, everybody in for nothing, everybody free popcorn and a delightful soda pop. Uh, so there's Bernie. Whoops, there's Bernie, uh, and he's uh, doing his thing. Goes up, boop, nothing. Sorry, no go. And then Colin goes, man, no kidding. He goes, that might be Bernie Sanders. Like we were pretty <laughs> convinced. He'd, convinced. He, uh, the closer we, you know, when you see somebody from distance, goes, oh, there's, there's movie ticket taker Bernie Sanders, or you know, there's, there's uh, Indian Danny Ainge was. Yeah. You know, like we're pointing out people and doing the who they look like if they were this. But we looked at each other like, this actually may be Bernie Sanders. Nope, sorry. Not, that's nothing I can do. Go back to the desk. Go back to the desk. Boop. I'm like, all right, now it's seven. I'm like, movie's starting. Uh, forget it. And he goes, well, do you have the card you purchased these on? And I'm like, yes. What's the name? I'm like, it's on the card. And I'm, like, I'm not mad at you. But Here you this, go, sugar jugs. This system sucks. <laughs> Just print out. And so the manager comes over. Now there's a line of like 12 people. And every one of them's like, this happens every time I come here. This place should be called uh, Harkins Fashion Square. Take your time. You're going to be 15 minutes late for your movie. Our system doesn't Our work. Our system doesn't work. So, it, boop, nothing. Well, uh, and the guy's in the computer, and I'm just like, it's a $5 ticket. And, and then he goes, well, what do, you, he goes what do you want me to do? And I'm like, two for Silence of the Lambs, please. And I hand him the card, and he goes, well, I don't want you to have to pay twice. And I'm like, I'm willing to give you $100 to not go any right. further than this. Right. Two more. And so uh, so he's looking at it, and we're all struggling with why it won't work. He won't let go of the idea that this thing has to be the ticket. And he goes, all right, pick your seats. Pick two new seats. And I'm like, we're just going to sit in the seats I chose earlier today. Uh, and goes back and forth. And uh, then we're going back. We're doing uh, mindless talk about it. I'm like, just two tickets <laughs> for the goddamn thing. Here's $10. We're going in. Get the new tickets. And then uh, as I look at the phone, I'm like, oh, oh, I bought tickets for Chris Town. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> It was all my fault. <laughs> I was an indignant prick for about eight minutes. And they're like, ah, you bastard. This is your problem. And I did it. It's my problem. I did it. But God damn it, give me tickets. I'd have noticed a hard ticket. But I hate that system. And, it, and, and technically going back, it wasn't really my fault. Because when I hit buy tickets, it took you right to the Christown thing instead of the fashion square. So it was a little glitch on the Fandango uh. side. So every ticket sold. Because when they showed me the seating chart said pick two new seats, I'm like, we're G1, G2. And I'm like, this is a different theater than was on the computer. And that's when my brain said, Uh-oh. you aren't at the right location. And I looked, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, and I know for a fact I wouldn't have picked the Christown Theater. Yeah, I want to live. <laughs> also, it would have been fun, though, to see Silence of the Lambs with an audience of black people. Oh, it's been so loud. Oh, man. Shooting at the screen yeah. and everything. And <laughs> hey, Senator, love your suit. Ah, Hannibal got your ass, bitch. <laughs> All right. Bitch in the well, this is my favorite part. Put the lotion in the basket, dumbass. Half the theater's empty. They ran out. Yeah, something <laughs> freaks them out. <laughs> I would, I, you know, so taking Thunder Horse with you. You've been oh, fine. Oh, oh, that, I, I wasn't worried about anybody <laughs> murdering me. I was just the, well, maybe I was a little. Yeah, yeah. That's probably, I wouldn't go to Chris Temple. But, uh, yeah, I was like Silence of the Lambs with a, a black audience would have been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And he's like, you help me out with this a little bit? Getting that couch in the back of the van. Don't help, dumb bitch. Don't. No, man. You get, What you getting in the van for? <laughs> That's your ass. That's your ass. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for you, dumbass. 
How come you got such a crappy apartment? Your mom is a senator. <laughs> what are you living in a terrible neighborhood for? Dumb bitch getting in the back of a van in the middle of the night. Who gonna feed that cat? Hey, who gonna feed your cat? I, that, that would be the best way to do that. that I was, right? I was with a white audience who chuckled uncomfortably at Hannibal Lecter's What's it make say to you, multiple megs in the next cell? He hissed something. What was it? I can smell your <laughs> And they go, ha, 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 ha. Like, you sick weirdos. That's not a laugh line. That's a repulsive moment in the movie where multiple megs says he can smell her C-word. And then the close-up of Hannibal's nose. I, however, cannot. Use Evian skin cream. Like, oh, man. And these people are like, hee, 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 hee. He can smell her like stop. <laughs> yeah, white people laughed at all the psychopath moments. I think a black audience gets Silence of the Lambs a whole lot better. Maybe like, it gets funnier the more you see it. Uh, I don't I've know. seen it a hundred yeah, times and none of it you was know? funny. None, like, I know the moments that are funny. Like, tell me about Catherine. Is she a large girl? Big through the hips? Roomy? <laughs> those are the moments you're like, yeah, those are. But white white audience was like, yeah, is she she's gonna die. You know, like weird. But black people were like, yeah, sounds like a hot bitch to me. Why do the hit roomy? Damn, they killed that big fat white girl. That's a tragedy. Kill one of them skinny bitches, Jane. Kill Jody Foster. She too skinny. I would like to watch Silence of. It was great though. It held up. And the the. Uh, that's a cool little thing. They got a few of them. Like, my favorite yeah. movie of all time is Rear Window. And I missed it a month ago. They're coming back in October. I've never seen that on a big screen. But, I'm like, Silence of the Lambs on the big screen We were was talking great. about the other, um, I mean, not too long ago, because it's, it's funny. It does, it, it's different. A lot of people are saying, yeah. no, I, I like my home theater, but no, some movies just pop. Well, no, I, all new movies are terrible at home. Yeah. But all new movies are also terrible. Like all those Marvel movies, are they're not they're they're eye candy. There's nothing special That's about it. it. You can miss them, and I can talk I can talk to people about the Marvel movies so long as they're not nerds, uh, and pretty much go. And then I assume everyone landed on one knee, looked up, and the fight ended with this. Oh yeah, but you don't know because the oh when that Infinity Wars thing happened and Mo and Larry are isn't that weird? We got a Mo and a Larry. We need yeah. a Curly. Yeah. I guess that would, I'd be Curly, right? I guess that's me. <laughs> So Mo and Larry and the bald guy are in, well, that's odd. I never really put that together. And they're and they're talking in the office. I'm just like a really in shape Curly. <laughs> we got Mo, Larry, and Curly. I had never thought of that. Anyway. Uh, Brady, you're yeah, right. Brady could be Curly. I think, what am I thinking? No, Sorry about that. We got, I'm Shemp. Who am I fooling? <laughs> We got a curly. Sorry, I didn't mean Let's to get you in there. Yeah, I, I saw the nudge. <laughs> How have I not put all this together? <laughs> Mo, Larry, and Brady is even better. I don't need to be that. I'm like the weird zookeeper. All right, you guys have to get out of here. And then, whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, so we're talking about that infinity. St- which one? The end game? End game. And I'm in the office, and I hadn't seen any of it. And Larry had a bootleg copy. And we're watching him like, this looks like garbage. He goes, well, it looks better on a big screen. I'm like, I don't know. It looks like crap to me. And then they had that girl power scene. Yeah. All the girl oh, yeah. superheroes yeah. got together. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm like, so uh, the bad guys are all dead. And then all the sequels will start. And each individual one goes, oh, no, no, no. Like 10 of them are dead. And I'm like, so they've got some sort of magic that will bring most of them back. And no. The next this one. time, this time they're not going to do that. And I'm like, guys, 
It's a billion-dollar franchise based on those characters. They're not dead. The only one that's dead is Tony Stark. Come on. He's dead. Yeah, they're, they're going to have, like, He's Obi-Wan. Dead. They didn't do, like, what Star Wars did, which was kill guys and they stayed right. dead. Right. I mean, their, their image would come, use the false loop. But that's just old tape. Tony Stark is dead until they find ah, an origin story. They'll have their origin story. And they'll cast a new one, and Robert Downey Jr. will be the executive producer, and dummies will plop down their 20 bucks, and there'll be a billion-dollar movie that's so predictable and painful. But I will admit that it probably does look amazing on the screen compared to at home. Because this movie, Definitely. this movie, Silence of the Lambs, is not a visual spectacular by any stretch. In fact, it's yeah. bleak. I don't know. The Chamber of Commerce of Baltimore, Maryland, should have sued everybody for all the shots of Maryland that are like just Elk River, uh, West Virginia, and Belvedere, Ohio, and all the Pittsburgh was where they filmed a ton of it, and they found like the most desolate, gross, you know, uh, fall, no leaves, winter shots. Yeah, of, awful. Gray. Nothing about this movie is shiny or happy at all. And uh, but it's like it it worked. And I've seen it, I can't tell you how many times. I remember seeing, it came out on, it's the craziest thing, it came out on Valentine's Day of 91. It was a date movie for a lot of folks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, 30 years later, that popped. You saw Smokey and the Bandit at this yep. thing? Oh, yep. man. Goodfellas, Friday. I'm trying to think what else. I went and seen Dirty Hairy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't need to be seen. <laughs> uh, Dirty Harry. Uh, Did you see Friday at Chris Town? No. Oh, no. come Next on. Time Where's your happens, I didn't know Thunder going. Horse then. Otherwise, yeah. I would have went. You, you hadn't met a black yet? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, I would love to see. Did you see they're that. doing a Sopranos roundtable in Mesa? Yeah. Oh, we're going to that. Yeah. 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 Oh, Brett and I are way we're already ahead. Already way, oh, way ahead. Michael Imperioli and. Oh, it's going to be Sharifa. great. Yeah, I can't wait. Paulie Walnuts? No, he's not going to be there. He's not doing it. I thought Tony Sharika was part of it. No, uh-uh. Oh, it's a story, right? Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, big pussy, big pussy, and Maya. big pussy. Uh, Chris, Bobby, and Chris. Oh. Yeah, it's worth not, it. It's not Polly. If it was Polly, I'd be in line right now, yeah. waiting. <laughs> oh yeah. Just a picture of you. Two. Oh. If, if <laughs> Polly not reminiscing, that's a picture you need. Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be your Norm Macdonald when Polly dies. Oh, like, oh no. Now, can you imagine you. if he came in and you guys I'd made stop, kind stop. of friends? I know he's crying. Could you imagine if you? These are those moments. Where somebody you've looked at on TV and said, this is, for some reason, this is something huge. Like, for me. And like I said, Norman and Phil Hartman were the guys like, I don't know why I'm connecting to these people so much. But, I mean, even through the TV, I'm like, that guy right there. That's what I want. You and Paulie Walnut. Oh, yeah. So I got to meet Norm. I got to hang with Norm. If Paulie and you had a moment here in the show. Oh. Hey, Brett. Let's go over to the Italian American Club. What do you oh, say? Oh man! And the next thing Can't you can't know, imagine walking in with Paulie. You, oh, <laughs> oh, it would be an Ejac. It would be the Bellagio of Italian Ejac. It'd be like throwing out rose petals and stuff the, like that. It'd be like the Trevi in yeah. like in Return it would of the be Jedi. Like One thousand perfectly harmonized. Whoa! Hey! <laughs> On a scale. <laughs> and like like Caesar would come out of the ground and ghosts oh. of. Old Romans and Italians would like that would recreate the council. Pretty amazing. But those are those things where you're like, oh, yeah. man, if you could get, and there's a chance he'd do something in here. That's the crazy part. Like if the Sopranos had, we need to work on that. Oh, we need, Toledo, get on that. Okay. <laughs> Try to get Brett to meet his. Let's do that, Brady. Who's yours? Uh, Chef Boyardee's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be somebody that you're like, hey Toledo, get me that guest. I, I like because for me, it honestly, Norm would have been a top fiver for me coming into this job. Of who do you want in the studio? Norm, 
Quentin Tarantino we had on the phone. Yeah. He'd be on my list. He'd be on the list. He was uh, awesome. Letterman, but I know that's never going to happen. Yeah. In the room. Not in the room. Uh, We'd have to go to him. And I don't know that I want to meet Letterman now. With the long beard? Why? No, because he got all political and uh, full out uh, lib cuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just got too... He wasn't Letterman anymore. He became... Uh, he became Harry's dad and got all... He, 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 you know, people, Dave, Dave was a pioneer in TV, and then all of a sudden he was just, he ended up being the same thing as Stephen Colbert. All of his stuff was kind of, all right. You're a little, and that whole TV show he had on Netflix. He's not a good interviewer. He's always just been a good ringmaster. Who was yours? Let's bring some I don't have one right off the, I mean, there's a, a, a ton that I'd be like, oh, that's, would be cool to but meet. Like, but as I, a kid. Yeah. It can be anybody. It can be anybody. Like, if it's uh, Archie Griffin, if it's uh, you know somebody from your childhood, like a poster on your wall, or it, like there was there ever time I got to see this guy, you had no emotions as a child. No, there, <laughs> but I, you know, like nobody, you didn't have like that kid idol thing. You didn't have that. This guy's the best. Run to his movies. Run to his shows. Well, uh, early on, like as far as tennis. Bjorn Borg, Johnny Mack. And that would be one of John McEnroe coming yeah, in this room. Yeah. Be like, oh. And then next thing you know, you and McEnroe are talking. Yeah. Hey, Brady, let's go get some lunch. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'm going to blow you, McEnroe. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to get a McEnroe. This blow cannot be yeah. happening. <laughs> you cannot be serious. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> was clearly out. Yeah. <laughs> ah, he's right in my throat. It was out. <laughs> I mean, yours probably Paulie. Probably. Well, well I mean, wow. Pesci, Pacino. Oh, wow, please. Now I mean, you're now, shooting yeah, for, the shoot for the stars, moon, yeah. mate. That's De Niro, he does everything now. I mean, he might actually come in. You know what? I'm doing a contest for you at 8 o'clock. There. De Niro, double down, huh? Raging sitting bull. Yeah, De Niro might come in. <laughs> he whores himself out for everything right so now. There's a movie so. called Really, Really Bad Indian Grandpa. De Niro Double Down. Savage Grandpa, it's called. It's another one from Haynes. He redid all of his movies as if they were Native American. <laughs> Toledo would be be, oh, Toledo it would be his dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get something more uh, attainable here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pick up Pesci. We can get him. Your dad's not coming. Somebody for you guys? What? Probably when I was younger, Eddie Murphy was, was yeah. the guy that I always loved watching all of his movies. But you don't have one that's uniquely yours, kind of like people, because I think, I don't think one Norm's on, on the peak of everybody's list of saying, who would you like to meet in show business? And Norm was on, would have been on my list. Um, well, it happened in here. Brewer, I loved Brewer, Brewer. for the longest time. Yeah. And then meeting him in the studio that was, was, pretty was cool. just awesome. Brewer was pretty great. Because he was, he was just so cool. Yeah. And Jay Moore was a little bit of a He's dude. bananas. Yeah. Because I didn't realize how yeah. bananas he's bananas, he was. but I always like Jay Moore too. But he's yeah, he's just he's Jay Suicide Moore. Suicide Kings, I love Jay Moore and Suicide right. Kings. That's an odd one too. Your list is poor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Did you expect? <laughs> less? No, I didn't. I was okay. boring. I was bored by Toledo's list. Imagine that. It, we should get Jay Gutentag in here to be your idol. <laughs> well, you, you've seen one of them, Randy Johnson. I just sat in a room with him and yeah. just stared. See, there you go. I just how stared at. Cool him. was that meeting? That was, Having that Randy was Johnson. Like laughing hysterically at no, you're funny, and then I'm like, holy crap, this isn't real. Mm-mm. Like this moment isn't real. Being 
pals with Brandon. Brady's on a road trip with the guy hanging out and sharing hotel rooms because they're Wild. too bad. Hotel the two of them are too cheap to get their own Motel 6 room. They yes. shared a hotel. That was for the Multi- drag races, right? There he is, just tidy whiteies. Yeah, I don't care how much I admire or idolize anyone. I'm not sharing a room. Doing a road I don't trip? know how you did you that. You wouldn't do a road trip with Norm? Of course it was, yeah. except for the sleeping in the same room part. That's unnecessary. You have your blast and you go your separate ways. You two. Yeah, it was like no big deal. Yeah, but you think about it. Weird. Yeah. You got this like super multi-millionaire. You got to understand, not only the room, it was rental car, yeah. everything. Well, the rental car, Cash at the door. <laughs> he's this... Multi-millionaire. Here you go. Yeah. We're all square. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's paying you back the 28 bucks for the $40. $99 room. Yeah, the... Here's your 50 I order for this one, Toby. It's Brady, but okay. $100 room and you guys couldn't get your own? Right. No, this I coming from me, room. I've got, for God's sake. Oh, that's right. Look, look, I booked all my own stuff, and he's like, cool, we'll share a room. And uh, I'll, get on, do come uh, I'll get on the same flight. I'm like, all right, here we go. Well, which is fine. Yeah. That's good. But then you tell him. You get in your own room. I Randy. said, are you sure? No, it's no, cool. You tell him. I don't care. It's cool. He's not telling me it's cool. If I get a room at the Look, Aria. When it's... he said he sleeps on his stomach, I knew I was in. And that's the thing, Brady. You should have tried to f*** Randy Johnson. That's a better story. <laughs> so they tried to get on him or get in bed. If I, And I would have. I'm like, we're going to share a room. We're going to share a bed, Randy. Because this is good for me. <laughs> I just looked it up. The guys made approximately $115 million, and you're splitting a room with him? Man. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Had to hit him up for some Porkopolis investment opportunities. (laughs) Less than that. But that's not how it went. It was only like 12, maybe? It it doesn't matter that you say, I booked a room. The person that says, okay, I'll share that with you, is wrong. And you say, no, you won't. Get your own room. That's not how it works. When you said you're coming to Vegas, my my body cringed. But luckily, I had a big big suite, and I'm like, well, there's yeah, a couch. Yeah, it was nice that you threw out. But like, you know, a couch. But uh, I you go, know. you love couches. Yeah, I'm not staying on the couch. <laughs> I'm, there's a couch, and then there's a lock on the bedroom, and and you don't use the main bedroom, a bathroom. I had two bathrooms. There was a small powder room for you. No shower. You're yeah. gonna have to. And, and I'm like, he doesn't want this. There's no way. So I've, I passive aggressively kicked you out with before I saying, sure, come on up. Stay uh, in the couch chair area. That's, that's as good as it gets for you. Got but you, he got that's his own awesome. room because he yeah. knows me. Got a pool, yeah. and a pond. Yeah, I got a pond. Pond, be, pond be good for you. <laughs> and the yeah. other thing is, is you yeah. know, on that option, it was just between a couch, I would have been. I'd buy a room. That's right. So did you get your own room, or yeah, did you also? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he knew better. He knows not to do that. Shared a room with him once, and he turned the electric tub on and left it there on buzzing and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's been a while since we've had stories. No, I don't need that. Like, story. That story was awful. The story is good, but it's the <laughs> last. And the, the reason the story is good is because it ends with that is the last time I'll share a room with you. Between the snoring and the and the horrible bath dry jets, the dry jets, because Brady had to have a bubble bath before bed. Good soak. <laughs> it was awful, and I slept on the couch in that room, that big wind room. It was great. Brady did, to his credit. Badger the downstairs girl until she gave us the upgrade and we got a better room. And I slept in the living room about 100 feet from Brady while he played uh, a Washington logger with his nose all night long. Yeah, because this was pre-CPAP, right? Oh, it was pre-CPAP. Yeah. It was hearts on last leg sleep. He snored louder than the, Such bubble, a great bath, bed. the bubble bath bathtub he left on that had the jets in it and drained it and then left the thing on What's it. What's that? 
He wakes up. Did, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I left those jets on. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, did you fall asleep that fast? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And we turn them off. When we did <laughs> Homeless for the Holidays, he was on Gen 1 of the CPAPs, yeah. and that thing was loud. And we were in that... <laughs> Right, you would have loved it. Yeah. Oh, gee, I have to have sound yeah. when I sleep, so I'd probably have been fine with that. Yeah, well, you don't need... <laughs> a, oh, yeah. yeah, that I wouldn't. <laughs> so it was like sitting next to Darth Vader or what? I was <laughs> sitting next to giggling, tickle me Darth Vader. Oh, well, I giggle. Get off me, Winona Judd. What are you dreaming about? And then, so I just went and got a... People don't know that about the homeless for the holidays, but there was a night I just got up and got a room. <laughs> There's a couple of them. Oh, I couldn't take it. Sleeping in your car. I could sleep out. Oh, I slept in my car almost every one of them. Because mainly Snoreboy and then that thing he had plugged into the Tempe market. I'm like, I can't do this. It's And it would rattle. And I think that was him. Yeah, it is weird, though. I would like to see you meet Paulie because I think that would be something I'd enjoy watching. Oh, man. Especially if he still had the, the wings, the silver wings. That's, that's going to be me when I get older. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. your job, Rich. Okay. Get because Brett's new. We got to get Brett his his one interview. We should do that and Itali- an easier one too. I mean, like uh, like a Frank Thomas because that was going sports side. That's There's another one. That's probably an easier one. Mine would be Dave oh, yeah. Kingman. Would you? Just I want to talk to him about the story. No, I oh, want okay. to have a discussion about that day where he flipped me off. Dustin Monsoon had uh, has uh, Brady's up there. <laughs> He's got Brady's <laughs> idol. <laughs> <laughs> Brady, you've been through, uh, like, you know, the Norm McDonald thing affected me. You've been through this recently, and I never even, I want to apologize as a friend and not take into consideration how much it had to hurt, because your idols, according to Dustin, were Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima, and they're both gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had time to deal with it. And the worst thing is, together, like, he would pour Aunt Jemima on Uncle Ben. It's the weirdest combo. <laughs> Syrup Price. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange. Uh, this guy emails, says, uh, hey, you... Funny mother effers. I've only been listening about a year, but it's better than anything I've ever listened to. Not saying much, because I was born in the dirty tea. That's Tucson. Oh, yeah. I like calling Tucson the dirty tea. Congrats on 20 years. Are you friends with John Jay? He and Rich also celebrating 20 years. Anyway, I only get to listen from 8 to 10 every day, because I have to listen to my computer. Shh. Well, there you go. Thanks, Thomas. That's very nice of you. The dirty tea from Thomas. He nicknamed uh, Tucson. Perfect. From here on out, we're going to watch all those throwback movies. At Christown. <laughs> I'm going to watch all the, especially the horror. Especially if Friday comes back. Well, if Friday comes back, I'm just going to stand in the back row of that and watch. <laughs> I think that's. We all got to go. That are way. we 20 years on, on uh, Undercover Brother yet? No, Brady, that's okay, not Christown. We're not bringing that back. We watched that together. Plus soul plane. At Christown. <laughs> Brady and I went to the old Christown Theater to watch Undercover Brother, and it was just the two of us. There was nobody else Why? in Why? I don't know why we went and saw it. Big Eddie Fisher fan? <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. No. What was his Eddie Griffin? Eddie Griffin, yeah. Oops. Eddie Fisher. Fisher. The old singer. Old singer. The old singer. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's dad. Yeah. It's Debbie Reynolds, I think. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't remember. Was Undercover Brother a remake of an old Eddie Fisher classic? <laughs> remember that. Eddie Fisher should be the guy you want to meet. Toledo. Okay. But yeah, I want to go to Christown and watch Silence of the Lambs next time it comes on, because I know they'd be yelling about how dumb that girl is because you're watching like you idiot when he wants to get that stupid recliner in that van and she gets in backwards you're like oh no you just know you need help with that would you that'd be great like oh no 
Let me place the lotion on the skin. Precious. Oh, it's still good. Precious, the dog. Precious a little bit fat, too. We noticed that on the big screen. Precious for a poodle was a, for a Bichon Freeze. He's about a size 14 in uh, Bichon Freeze standards, too. The guy liked fat white things. He did. He loved them. <laughs> but, yeah, that movie held up. So, And then I, I got a few of them, but I don't know that I'd go see. Like, Smokey and the Bandit would be one I'd go back to throw oh, back. Yeah. That had to be great. Did you saw that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Goodfellas. Caught that one on the big screen. I don't know if I could sit through Goodfellas again. For uh, Godfather hours. 1 and 2. Oh, together? Yeah. Uh, I didn't do day? them on the same day. No. Oh, uh, that's too much. I thought about it, that's and I was like, lot. yeah, I could do this. I could do that. No, I can't. That's a lot. Yeah, there's a few I'd probably like. But... Uh, that, that one, that's a classic. To know. That one, I think I'd watch No Country for Old Men up on the screen. Again. Star that, that... Wars? Uh, the OG? Know, no, because the last time they did the Star Wars thing, they added all those graphics to the original. Yeah, you'd have to have the oh, original because he changed it. Yeah, and I went back and watched that, and I'm like, mm, it's all loopy, stupid special effects stuff now. See, I, I would go, I, like, No Country for Old Men has no business being a movie that I care about on the big screen versus the, but when it's bigger, it just seems, the suspense is better. Like, because last night, that again, the movie at the end, I'm like, Jesus, this has suspense again. I know every line of this movie, and I'm I'm like, this is great seeing it this loud and big. Well, David Chase is all bent out of shape that HBO is releasing the Saints of... Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Newark. In theaters. Newark. Saints of Newark, that's right. On uh, In theaters and on HBO. Max. Yeah, I'm going to the theaters to see that too. one. That so, one I he's like, it, should, it shouldn't be on there. Just on theaters HBO only. Max, yeah. You want it in the theaters only. Well, I hate the movie theater. I can't stand it. Like, and, 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 you know, yesterday, I get a Diet Coke, and then she pours it here. She goes, okay, one Coke Zero, uh, one Coke. I'm like, oh, can I get a Diet Coke? And I'm like, oh, sure. And I'm like, actually, can I switch it to Diet Dr. Pepper? Because I saw they had it. And I got a Dr. Pepper. Like, she just didn't know. She didn't know what to diet me. I'm like, all right, I'll drink it. But that's your 0 for 2. And the only job you've got is to make sodas out of a thing that just has them all left. You'd have went to the right theater, sir. You yeah. wouldn't have this problem. But she didn't know that at that point. That was great, though. Just give me two new tickets, sir. We don't want you to have to double pay for the movie. I'm like, just it's five dollars. Just I'll be all right. We really do apologize for this. Like it's not your fault. Like everything about this is just a pay. And I and I always said I just missed the paper ticket. Well, you can print yours out. I'm like, no, no, no. I like go into the thing, buying tickets. You give them to me, and then I go give them to Bernie Sanders. Right. And then Bernie said, and for whatever reason, that's still a job. I buy tickets. They can't clear me. They can't be the one that be able to show your phone if that's what we're doing now. If I have to go to a counter. Without tickets to show you, I've got tickets. Two birds. Yep. Oh uh, no! Uh, and he's sitting in a glass COVID booth. Bernie is <laughs> a little tiny cutout. That's right. Where his hand comes through. Oh, you gotta put the thing up against the thing. Oh. Says you're no good here. Says you didn't. Uh, you're probably too rich, not paying taxes. I'm like, settle down, Bernie. Just <laughs> here's the receipt. Thirteen seventy-eight after taxes. I bought the ticket. Oh, well, it says here that they're invalid. And, uh, you know, there's a lot wrong in this country. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'll be right back. Hey, Bernie. And I told the girl, I'm like, Bernie says we can't get in. Oh, okay. <laughs> she didn't even blink. I think it might be him. I think I, I haven't heard much from Bernie since the election. No. I think he's he's blipping tickets over at this fashion square. Uh, I got a job as a, uh, a ticket guy uh, to, 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 to blend with the people, to, to, uh, to, uh, to get you into your films. Highly recommend uh, the new Trolls movie. Uh, comes out uh, in a few weeks. I got a sneak preview. Timberlake is electric. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, go there when you, next time you go to the Fashion Square. Do you ever go to that theater? It's a beautiful theater, but I just don't like being around that many people. Yeah, not too often. Uh, go there, and Bernie's your ticket taker, and you will laugh because you'll It'll see. Be worth him. the uh... first off, you'll see him from a distance. You'll go, oh, that is, and you'll get closer, and you're like, holy, sh- that's Bernie. <laughs> that's not. This isn't funny anymore. Wait a minute. Rude. Welcome to uh, Hawkins uh, Fashion Square. I'm your ticket taker, Bernard. May I see your phones, please? The technology is unbelievable. Nope, these are no good. You got to go back to the desk that you got these at, uh, and then the, they will beep you to clear to go through it. It's, it's a two uh, forms of uh, authenticity to get into a goddamn movie. I have to authenticate my tickets twice to go see a thirty-year-old movie. The, the paperless tickets is just ridiculous. We had problems at uh, at the show yeah. for stained and corn. Line was wrapped around the building as stained was even going on. Right. I mean, it's they can't get in. No. The Suns game, I missed the first quarter of a finals game that I spent a fortune on to to get that suite. And you know, all the people that I was with, I'm like, I'll get the suite. You guys buy the tickets out of the suite. It'll all come close to balance. I didn't come close to balance, but. It's better. And I had to spend uh, the first quarter of the last home game down in the thing because Chris Kelly's ticket wouldn't work. And the lady kept telling me, the one lady kept saying it was better the old way. And the other one was like, this technology, this keeps the scalpers out of the game. And I'm like, guess who else it's keeping out of the game? People who paid an exorbitant amount of money to see it. And now I got to sit and deal with your computer issue. Every time we went to L.A., the tickets didn't work. There were 100 people standing outside the Clippers and Suns game. Kevin Ray's. In the get paid by the, the inside, and he's like, "No, these tickets are no good." So then I got tickets to Tame Impala on Saturday. Uh, it says Sunday, September eighteenth on the ticket, and it's a you know it's a hard ticket. But now everybody's worried that nobody's going to honor them, and I'm like, "Look, clearly, it's for the show. You just put Sunday on there instead. It's an accident. Clear that up." Like, I don't think we're going to have to go with digitals on this one. I'm like, if you screw up the hard tickets, how bad are the digital tickets going to be? And I don't think I'm going to go anymore because it's the prove you're a COVID shot uh, and you've got to carry the card. Well, you got to carry the card. If the card's not good enough, you have to have a a negative test within the last 30 hours. I'm like, this isn't worth it. I like them. I don't like them enough. to, And I know why I'm going to not be happy about it because we got to stand in line for three hours while they do COVID check. And create that disaster instead of just letting people in. At Guns N' Roses, it was you had a lot of the older people there that couldn't figure out how to use the app on their phone. Oh, right. So then the line is just waiting for forever. these people to fumble through their phones. It's just forever. <laughs> I wish I'd have gotten that guy those mittens. Thank you very much. They do keep the uh, temperature rather chill in here. I could go for uh, my mittens. Would be nice at this juncture. But it's hard to tear tickets with mittens. That's why I've got my electric course. The mittens make it so the touchscreen doesn't work. So it's a double-edged catch-22 for old Byrne. Anyway, enjoy your film. Theater 2 is to your right. You mean the one, Mark 2? That's the one. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. I would have never guessed it by that 7-foot-2 outside the door. That's the dead giveaway. Feel the burn. But in the end, it was all my fault because I had the wrong theater. Anyway. Did I, they know? Nope. And that's even worse. <laughs> I know. That their oh stupid systems. Oh, sir, you bought for the wrong theater. This happens all the time. Or Fandango sent you the thing and it, it, it clicked over there. Sorry about that. We can fix it. Or, but they you do. Really have, got, you, so you want it on like, I'm not going to let them know it was my fault. Oh, I, I, went, I figured it out at the Coke line. I'm like, oh, this is why. It says Chris Town. Like, ah, oh, that was for me. That was my fault. Through the ring. We're turning around, uh, telling the people line. It's not us. It's their system. Like, oh no, this paper ticket. We just met everybody, young, old, didn't matter. It's the old way. 
Nobody likes the stupid blip blip thing. I don't mind the technology. Just make sure it's working. Now, in this particular case, it worked just fine. I was the problem. But even still, flying, I have the uh, you know you paper boarding pass, and I get a paper boarding pass still, just oh, in do case. You? Not oh, a, yeah. not a bad idea. Putting that on your phone? I don't do yeah. the paper one. I keep it on my phone because it goes right into my wallet. And yeah, that's the Apple wallet. Yeah, it yeah. does. And that's what I have it on there, but I'm like, uh, but you want to print I, one? I, I go the backup as well. But that's why I fly JSX. Yeah, yeah, you go there, and they give you a receipt like at Costco. Yeah. Here. You don't need to... Like Basically, what they're saying is, I don't want your problems, and you don't want my problems. So let's just make and this here. And there's the counter, and there's your plane. They can see you the whole time. You pretty much take your ticket, and they're like, get on. Yeah. All right. And like eight minutes later, you're in the air going, what was wrong with this system? I didn't walk through one metal detector. If a terrorist tries to take down a JSX plane, you got 15 people in like a small building. Big deal. So you crashed a JSX. And they basically look at it like, go ahead, we dare you to crash our plane. We don't care. That's the best. You're Still saying it's hours. like a lady finger? The fireworks? A oh, small firecrack? Baby. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. It's no big deal. Uh, we got an offer from our Phoenix cop buddy, Michael. If we want to go see uh, Friday or Boys in the Hood at Chris Town, he will be an armed escort for us. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm the wrong message. I, as everyone knows, support the police. I think they're great. But I am not dragging one to Chris Town Mall during a Friday showing. <laughs> or Boys in the Hood. Oh, oh, Boys in the Hood on there? That's not that on, on the list. Oh. It has been on there, though. I, I didn't go and see it that one. But. Oh, I'd go see that. But not with a cop. <laughs> what set you roll with? You look like one of them Crenshaw Mafia motherfuckers to me. You boys have a nice day. Oh, man. I, I go see Boys in the Hood in a heart. Furious style. Furious is the best. You still got one brother left, though. Please. Doughboy was shot two weeks later. Yes. <laughs> God, that movie's great. John, it's not always cool to meet your heroes. When no, I got isn't. blown up in Iraq, I was sent to Longstuhl, Germany for surgeries and recovery. Howie Long and Terry Bradshaw visited me. I'm a huge Raider fan and Long is my childhood hero. But I was so high on morphine and Percocet, I just <laughs> well, sat there and drooled like an idiot. Well, Terry Bradshaw, where's your legs, boy? <laughs> Slamming him. <laughs> They're in Iraq, I think. <laughs> That's too bad. Here's a tub. Taking some of the drip. Here's a tub with a door on it. <laughs> yeah, you, no, you never really want to meet your heroes. But when it works out, it's great. Yeah, being friends with your heroes is weird. Like that thing with Randy Johnson was too... Sometimes I felt like, well, now we're just palling around. I don't like yeah. that. That day at the concert. Uh, at the comedy show. Oh, he he wouldn't stop. Like, he was just... He was like fanboying me a little bit. Like, oh, try to be funny now? I'm like, okay, Randy, enough. <laughs> Like, there's a certain point where the guy that you used to admire... I think you actually said those words. Yeah. To, <laughs> I right. remember you did say That's that, enough. I think, That's backstage. Enough. <laughs> That's enough. Well, at the Celebrity Theater, I grabbed the mic and told everybody to leave Randy alone. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. He helped yep. us judge our Playdio show, and I'm like, uh, all right, everybody, walking up to this guy. Knock it off. The reason he doesn't come out and see you is because you all act like idiots. Well, please don't do this. Please stop doing that. <laughs> well, no, Randy, I'm doing you a favor because you're the one telling him no autographs, and they won't leave you alone. But there was a moment where backstage at Celebrity, like, I'm done talking to you. That's enough. It's enough, Randy. You're bothering me. <laughs> One more. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, it's 714. Let's get a uh, wake-up song, shall we? 
Let's do it. Uh, what do you got over there? All right. Uh, the Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Josh and boys, going to hook you up. If you're going to hit the trails this weekend, going to ride out to, uh, what was it, Browns Ranch or whatever that is? Yeah, don't go out there right now. The investigation <laughs> continues. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they got you hooked up with all the bikes, e-bikes, all the gear you're going to need. And, of course, they got the Five Alarm Coffee blend out there. So hit them up at actionrideshop.com as well as on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other fun stuff. And uh, on the list here, we got uh, Volbeat, Die to Live, Slipknot. Oh, come on. I know, I know. Come on. Oh, they're a very sensitive yeah. group. Metallica, Fade to Black, uh, Cemetery Gates. Uh, Jerry Reed, he's bound and down one. for Turd Ferguson. That's the one. Who's Turd Ferguson? That was, that was when he did Burt Reynolds on the Jeopardy. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> With his big hat. Yeah. Turd Jerry. Ferguson was his answer. Yeah. It's funnier right. because it's big. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? Done. Jerry Reed is today's wake-up song. <laughs> In a very twisted and meta tribute to Norm Macdonald. We'll do another one later. Today. There you go. This one, remember? Oh, that was so funny. Got any gum? Uh, yeah. That was his Letterman joke. Got any gum? Yeah. When he would... And finally, back again, Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with $14. Hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> it's not even a good impression. It's just him chewing gum with a mustache, but it's great. The character's better. Oh, that was fun. Anyway, we'll do Eastbound and Down by Jerry Reed as the wake-up song today <laughs> for Turd Ferguson. That's the first time it's been played on KUPD. I don't, I don't think it is, actually. You guys no. have done it before? I think it's probably like the... We're probably, it's probably the hundredth time yeah. we've played Eastbound and Down. It's a great song, though. A band should, uh, like a rock band, should crush this. Oh, yeah. We get the boys in Sodomizing Linda to try to put a Eastbound and Down together. Hey, sh- Jerry Reed's dead. Marty, if you're listening, it's only two minutes long. A rock out a little Eastbound and Down, Jerry Reed said. great. Who got your ass on, Bandit? Black is beautiful and expensive. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, uh, Jerry Reed for Norm McDonald. I'll run on stage in the sheriff's what? Outfit. I'll run on stage when oh. he's bound down. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm chasing yeah, you, the band come out with a Diablo burger in my hand. <laughs> uh, here you go. It's for Norm's Turd Ferguson character. This is strange, but I like it. Uh, it's Jerry Reed. This song's awesome. It's 98 KUBD. Sing along. All right. That's the Beastie Boys right there. Intergalactic. It's 7.33 in the morning sickness. That's us. And we got ourselves a Brady Report coming up in seconds. Before that, time to remind you that, in fact, we will be having our uh, Nero double down. The Nero, I don't think, is as impressive to go to the Italian American Club as it would be to get Paula. But through that conversation, we have sparked the idea that Brett speaks with a prominent Italian segment <laughs> to get you your own segment every. And even if it's terrible, it'll just run on the rewind on Saturday morning <laughs> to get you to talk. And then my dream for that segment would be that we don't have any prominent Italians that'll do it except Polly Walnuts. So it's just Thursdays with Polly. <laughs> and you and Polly Walnuts have a chat. Correspond every week about just the goings on on the planet. Oh, that'd be amazing. Just the two of you. I'd leave you alone completely. Just go in another room. Got another Polly interview. Polly's takes with bread. Oh. <laughs> and at the Italian American Club oh. would be the only things like, look, Polly, we're gonna fly you out, set you up, you gotta go have dinner at the Italian American Club with Brett. I think he'd say yes. I don't think an Italian can turn that down. Like, if you even got that offer from just somebody and said, hey, Dallas, this weekend, I want you to come by. I'll pay for everything. Get yourself in that Italian-American club. You coming? <laughs> Heck, yeah, I'll be there. You, like, fly over in a heartbeat. You guys can't not be with each other. So, 
We got to set that up, Richard. Paulie Walnuts and Brett. Uh, the 8 o'clock De Niro Double Down will get you a word uh, in about 25 minutes, and you can win $1,000. $20,000 in 20 days to celebrate 20 years of this nonsense uh, going on your radio right here at KUPD. Gosh, thanks. What a 20 years it's been. Yay. Celebrate us. Uh, oh, my goodness, Brady, it's happening again. You realize? Yom Kippur? Yeah, that's right. Day of Atonement? That's right. And also, Wings Day? Also known as Wings Day. Yom Kippur's original name was Wings Day. Yeah, yeah, feeling good on a Wednesday. Shalom. It's Wings Day at Hooters. Buy 20 wings, get 10 for free. Oh, my God. It <laughs> is Yom Kippur. <laughs> the word 10 free is involved. This is great. All day, every Wednesday, dine in or take out. You know it goes great with wings and ice cold Bud Light. Is there anything that uh, the Jewish faith uh, can eat or not eat on a Yom Kippur that I don't know about? I don't know. I don't either. Where's Larry? Is there fasting involved in the Day of Atonement? A lot of Brady, you wouldn't be involved in any religion. That it's a tough one. There's a no tough f- part of it. I think Brady. I think America hates that uh, Middle Eastern religion so much because they got that 40 day Ramadan thing. They don't eat. I fast. What? One or two hour. No, oh, that's right. You have those while you're sleeping. It's got to be yeah, a nightmare. All a, that fasting. Night fast. Uh, Hooters and Bud Light bring you this Brady report. Brady report. It. Good Wednesday morning to you. Phoenix, good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Yeah, Hello, yeah, world! Feeling good on a Wednesday. Got a couple of baseless fun facts. The Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters yeah. could make 300 million s'mores. Based on height and width. Yeah. 300 million? Yep. Wow. Give or take a couple. Well, you make them a little bigger than most. We have about 150 uh, Brady s'mores. 300 million to the rest of us. <laughs> Fiat is actually an acronym. Fix it again, Tony. We know. Nope. Fabrica Italiano Automobili Torino, which stands for Italian Automobile nope. Factory of Turin. Huh. So they spelled it wrong. I'll go and fix it again, Tony. Automobile Factory. What is it? Of Turin. Uh, what was the first part, though? Fabrica. Fab- no, no, no. The translation. Italian Automobile Factory no, of Turin. I- A-F-T. Yeah. So it's an I-A-F-T, not a Fiat. Yeah, but I guess you... Well, it's easier to say Fiat. That's an actual thing. I-A-F-T would have been the same. Yeah, I-A-F-T, I-A-F-T. The first vending machine ever was in Egypt in the first century, and it dispensed holy water. Called a river. Throw your coin in there. You put money in and it would shoot water at you? I guess so, yeah. So it was a guy on the other side of a wall with a hose. You just gave him an Egyptian coin and he would hit you in the face with some... It wasn't uh, like what we know as vending machines. Didn't have a slot and you couldn't shake the water out. (laughs) In Arizona, it's illegal to feed garbage to pigs without a permit. There's an exception. If you're only feeding your own household garbage to your own pigs... Uh. Keep that in mind, Arizonans. <laughs> and by pigs, you mean the girl at the end of the bar at two. <laughs> Take me to Philadelphia. Well, it's uh, it's against the law for me to feed you <laughs> garbage at the end of the night here, pig. <laughs> why do you keep saying that? Well, you and I both know why you're in the car. Uh, your leftovers. Well, it's like gremlins. You don't want to feed them after midnight. You are, you're what I like to call vaginal leftovers. <laughs> like all the others were taken and then you were the last thing in the fridge, so... 
I'm hungry. Sorry, pig. Wildly illegal in this state to feed you right now. Uh, Steak 44 was open. I could take you there because that's not garbage. But you're asking for garbage, and I don't want to go to jail. I just want to have very awkward sex with you and hope you leave. I'll truffle off. (laughs) Something smells good. Let her out. If she finds a truffle, that's good money. A report just came out about a 30-year-old guy in Florida who went to Disney World this summer. <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured dropping a date off in the woods going, find one. What are you talking about? You know you can do it. Just, all right, fine. There's one under here. This oh, guy right went there. to Disney World this summer and managed to skip every line by posing as a Disney tour guide. For several days in early June, employees noticed there were a bunch of unapproved overrides on an app their VP their VIP tour guides use. No. Oh. Meaning people were cutting in line even though they hadn't paid for a tour. So fraud investigators kept their eyes peeled and on June fourth saw a man who was leading a tour and bypassing the line at the Hollywood Studios Park. It's not clear if he was leading friends or random guests on, on the tour. Or how many people were with him, but Disney shut it down immediately, and the guy started walking to the parking lot. They followed him to his car. He eventually admitted he had an official Disney World iPad that only guides are supposed to have access to. So, what what was he doing with it? Stole it. Said his boss lent it to him, and he gave him a name. Um, It turned out that... He ratted his boss out? Just say you found it. Yeah, no right. kidding. What a jerk. Well, they knew what he was talking about because the person had done it before. Oh. But that's all we know. They kicked him out of the property, did, decided not to press charges. But so long to the iPad lender in that department. Oh, so that he, dude's done. So oh, he yeah. didn't work at Disneyland. No, but the boss he had had some sort of a hookup. That's yeah. what I was saying. I was wondering where his boss got the iPad. Well, he's handing yeah. him out. Like, yeah, exactly. We're decking. Wow. And Disney doesn't mess around with that stuff. Normally, you can't. Like you're banned from the park when you start screwing around with a mouse. A new study found the happiest states in the U.S. And uh, all New England. And well, Hawaii. pandemic was factored in, so they included stuff like COVID nineteen rates and restrictions, overall health, oh, career so satisfaction, life expectancy. Empty states: Wyoming, yeah, Montana, Montana, yeah, Idaho, all the places nobody gathers. Yeah, the happiest: Utah, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota's pretty big. Hawaii, California. No. North Dakota, South Dakota, Idaho, Maryland, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. Jersey? Yeah. Not the cities. Minnesota, though, too. I mean, especially with all the stuff that happened last year. That's a good point. I'm factoring in depression and weather, but again, it's... uh, So the... We... uh, Arizona fell in about 27th. I think Minnesotans are kind of those rose-colored glasses people. They don't really admit their state's... Crap. The least happiest, West Virginia, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Alaska, and New Mexico. Everywhere in the south, basically. Yeah. Those are the bottom. Poor, poor states. <laughs> the Dakotas, I'm surprised, aren't top of the list. But you know who they don't ask? The Native Americans. <laughs> they only ask the, the folks off the reservation who's happy. They're not going to go over to these Indian states and go, hey, well, North let's Dakota, do a happy South rate. Dakota. That's yeah, I guarantee happy. they didn't ask the Indians. That's my point. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, they asked the white people there who have isolated themselves from everyone. North Dakota, there's like cities of 4,000 people, and that's it. The and ones that thrilled. are working on the uh, yeah. 
oil rigs and stuff. I don't know where they work. I just know that they're paid. gaggles of whites that have escaped society. Idaho is the that is the most segregated thing I've ever seen in my life, and it's beautiful. Uh, my buddy goes up there to that uh, uh, marmalade. What's that place called? The uh, got a goofy name. Every all the white people move there. Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. That's the one. And they had some festival, and it's he, nice. He showed me a video of it, and I'm like, you know what's what's why you guys like this so much? Because they're from Gilbert. I'm like, because it's just giant Gilbert. There isn't a black person in the video. They're having a parade and this like public picnic and. That's just that's all where these you kind go of, across from there to Silver Lake, yeah. right? Toledo is that Hayden Lake? Yeah. Hayden Lake, Hayden that's Lake's right. The big, yes, uh, it was a silver mine. Was yeah. the original. These oblivious, like to the world, Mormons walking around like doesn't affect us. We've got an Albertsons and a parade. How bad can life be? And a floating green that's beautiful in that golf course. I'm sure there's some great stuff up there, unsullied by those awful people that look different than us. Idaho is creepy. Beautiful, but it's like you see. I had a shot at going there in the radio biz at that one time. Our company, our first owners, you would have had stations in Idaho, it. and he goes, "You," and he says, "I'll fly you there so you can check it out, see if you like it." And it was in Boise. Yeah, Boise's and the it was least a, Lily White, just yeah, because it's, it's yeah, it's the one that's got people. in Yeah, it. everywhere else is Lily you almost Mormon took Boise. White. No, I, I when I went on the visit, I just I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, you were too it was controversial. A fun weekend. <laughs> Probably you were too. Out, you were too outside the lines. Yeah, I've met people from Idaho directly from Idaho, and it. I, I think aliens would be more comfortable on our planet. <laughs> the, the GM there was Dick Luminella, and he told a story about he had a date. Witness protection. Does that yeah. translate to shiny bright dick? Yeah, it does. <laughs> well lit does. dick. Yep. All right, go ahead. He was awesome. He was talking about he was, took a date out for drinks. And evidently she had spaghetti for uh, lunch earlier. Oh, God. This won't go well. He ended up with no- uh, a noodle, a couple of noodles on his tie because she uh, did a little uh, spit take in it. She threw up on him? Yeah. Classy bro. <laughs> wow. Well, that's why we he, have that rule in Arizona. You can't feed a pig. They've been married <laughs> for 30 years now. Well, they had to. He took her on a date. Uh-oh. Thunder Horses chimed in about Idaho. Or, uh, okay. It says, Idaho doesn't like naggy people. I think he misspelled something. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Black Listener Thunderhorse. A new poll asks 7,000 Americans, (laughs) have you ever been in a fight? That was the question. To all Americans? 7,000 Americans. And over a third of us have been in a fight before. 36% said yes, including 23% of women and half of men. 23% 23% of the people said they'd been in more than one fight in their life. Younger people were less likely to say they've been in a fight. Less than a quarter of adults 20, uh, under 25 said yes. Those pussy millennials. <laughs> the age group yeah. that's thrown the most punches? 50 plus. People ours. in their late 30s and mid 40s. No kidding. 44% have been in a fight before. Was the last fight I don't think they're... Physical? Have you been in a, 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 a fist fight with an adult? Yeah, Other than Eric, it was Eric. It was in the hallway. Yeah, that, <laughs> was, that, was, yeah, that was the that last was physical last, fight yeah. you were in yeah. with another person as an adult. Are we done? But there wasn't a... <laughs> <laughs> Get off me, fat ass. Such a story. Fists were thrown on, um, maybe on one side, but I... Well, I don't know how many fists yeah. got thrown. It was a... It was no, a you were, you were on his back. back. He was yeah. on his belly on the ground. 
It was a rat king of idiots in the hallway. <laughs> you two were just all tangled up. It was the Did worst. That just happened. It was the worst porn I've ever seen. Two adults <laughs> at yeah. my place. Okay, of work. I'm going to have to tell you, both of you, no more fighting at work. <laughs> and they're breathing like I had two 12 You really had to have that conversation. I, before the next break, they stood in the doorway sweating. Their clothes were <laughs> all... <and> <laughs> all right, boys. Well, I never thought I'd have to do this. <laughs> but I'm going to take the reins here, and I'm going to tell you. No more fist fighting at work. <laughs> he started it. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the hit on that one. Yeah, it's my yeah. fault for not establishing that beforehand. But Didn't know we needed to put up... Didn't know we need to put up signs. It's helped, the signs. Yeah, I mean, well, we haven't had one since I laid down the law. <laughs> <laughs> that was your last fist fight as an adult. Yep. I don't know if my last fight counts when I bounce that old man off the front of that car. That counts. Does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. physical. Well, in the fight. How long ago was that? that was I, seven or eight and years so ago. So I wouldn't necessarily consider mine, then, if you're saying that. Yours was a fight. Because I filled no, up was... a, a Samsonite. Yours was a fight. And- yeah, but there were blows thrown before. It doesn't matter how fast you finished him. My guy didn't even hit me. He just touched me, and I bounced him off a car. His wife was the one I wanted to punch, but I couldn't. And then he came up and tried to grab my shoulder, and I grabbed his face and threw it in the, in the hood of his car at a Walmart parking lot. Jesus. Oh, it was a good one. This lady lost her mind on me. I was saying some horrible stuff back to her, and then he got out of the car and walked up behind me, and when his hand hit my shoulder... In one move, I just grabbed his back and his face and smashed it into the front of his car. And then, oh my, you've assaulted my husband. I'm like, well, he touched me first. His camera's all over here. I'm calling security. And then some Walmart security showed up. We're going to have to hang around here and wait for the police. I'm like, you're not police? No. I'm like, see ya. (laughs) I left. This is pretty crazy. Uh, Angelica Salgado, um, her daughter was kidnapped by her husband at the time when she was two years old. So it was 14 years ago. The daughter was two. He, uh, yeah, he took off, headed to Mexico. And um, just recently, she receives a message from a lady that tracked her down on Facebook and said, uh, I think I know I can get you in touch with your daughter. Wait, she just quit looking? Well, she couldn't, she didn't know how to contact her over in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, you're limited on what you could do. Not really, it's Mexico. They disappeared. Suppose, anyway, you think a mom would just keep going? They were reunited after 14 years. She uh, met them at the U.S.-Mexico border. She called, contacted the uh, police, and they coordinated with the federal agencies to develop a plan to intercept the uh, victim and confirm it was Jackie. But so they now never, the kid's they 16. got the kid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You said it was 14 years ago. She was two. Yeah. Or that was um. She was. Taken on September second, fourteen years ago, in two thousand seven. You said she was two. So, no, she was. Uh, she would be. Um, I don't know how old she'd be now. You said she was two to start. She was five. Wow. Are you sure? <laughs> he looked like you made that up. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah no, because she's nineteen. Okay. Somewhere along the lines, did he not say that she was two in the story? I was trying to follow along and do the math. I have thrown you for a loop in your story telling. But they can't. Uh, they ha- still can't track down the husband. She doesn't know where the guy who kidnapped her is, and she stayed in Mexico the whole time. Yeah, with the dad. The dad. Then she doesn't know where he is. Him. No, they can't find him. The daughter. This doesn't make any sense. The daughter was with the dad the whole time. 
the daughter started searching for her mom, right. where her real mom was, because she was, you but know, follow me. Five yeah. She went to Mexico with her dad. Yep. She's 19 now. She starts looking for her mom. Assumed she stayed with her dad down in Mexico the whole time. Yes. She doesn't know where he is now. No, she might know That's where he is. That's what I'm saying. Jesus Christmas, he is mowing Larry ooh, and Curly. The authorities don't know. Where Ask the girl. She's claiming she doesn't know where <laughs> he is. That's what I'm asking you. When did this turn into Abbott and Costello? This is who's on first. I just said if she knows where the dad is, it doesn't matter if the authorities do. Question one, detective. Hey, girl who's been with this guy for 19 years, where is he? I don't know. How do you not know? Why did you stay in Mexico? Who were you with? Where was your last known residence with this man? It's easy to disappear in Mexico. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so she just doesn't know where her dad is who kidnapped her. Yeah. I mean, she's, uh, you know, he, he's like, you're, you're old enough now. You're 18. Okay. So he let her go when she's 18. You're on your own. Yeah. Same rules apply in Mexico. 18, you're an adult now. Probably go earlier sometimes. Don't tell anybody where I am for any reason whatsoever. In fact, I'm just going to go away. Stitches get stitches. And you're never going to see me again because now you're 18. You don't need me anymore. So, adios, amigo. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. Now I'm going to look for my mom. <laughs> this is, Brady, this is maybe your worst storytelling ever <laughs> of all time. And that's saying something. Put that in the bottom of the barrel. Because she started off two. 14 years later, she's 19. The dad that abducted her that she stayed with is missing again. She found her mom, though. I don't remember the two things. Here's, the, here's it, the crazy I didn't, part. I didn't hear the two. Well, that, I even scared. reiterated the... That the, the daughter was two. Yes. Like, okay. I actually said that. I heard you saying that, but I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember saying two. But I Maybe said the daughter was two. two. That's why I was asking. Oh, Abbott. <laughs> Who's on first? Yeah, nobody. Nobody's on first. It's a no-hitter. No one will ever be on first. There's no reason for defense. The, the offense didn't bring a bat. So she found her mom. After stopped, 14 years. But mom stopped looking for her with your, uh, well, it's awfully easy to disappear in Mexico. No point in looking down there. But she managed to find her own mother from Mexico with Mexican resources. Through Facebook right, stuff. Right. Social, mom couldn't yeah. have done that. She had a Facebook page? Mom did. The daughter didn't, but she found her on Facebook. Yeah, she got on. Despite not having a page. God, sometimes I f- hate you. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> of course you're lost. The story makes no sense. I'm trying to help. Well, when aren't you lost? Oh, well, now it's oh. your fault. My son. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Roll the tape back. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Yes. I've said it Go to, to someone. Tape. I've said it. Yeah, I'm going to say. I've said it to people Don't in your chair before. Again. Kick his ass. No fighting. Oh, if there was a fighting rule, I'd, I'd allow it now. <laughs> you put the sign up. I want you to listen to you tell that story in the beginning about the two, two-year-old, five-year-old who's now 19 that <laughs> somehow now disappeared. And I said, oh, Mom doesn't even look anymore. Well, it's Mexico. Yeah. Everybody's blind in Mexico? Yeah. yeah. So Kirby gets abducted, and they're like, we're pretty sure she's in Mexico. Well, well, that's well, we'll enough, find her. enough of that. No. <laughs> you're going to look around Mexico for her. Yeah, you're not going to get far. You don't. You, so you just call off the search. You're no John Walsh. You might r- drive around the neighborhood going, Adam, twice, and then uh, he's not out there. That did my You part. would look like crazy for your, your daughter abducted, and it would be an international search because he, he crossed international borders. The mom didn't care that much. It happens a lot, John. <laughs> Hard to say. Hate to I don't say. believe it. And does. your knowledge, your when you run to the border, it happens a lot. <laughs> All right, don't bring this into the Taco Bell world because I know where you're going. Yep. Yep. Look, that story yep. you just told. I'm gonna give me those papers, and I'm gonna read that at home later, and I'm gonna get 
a good story out of this because I know that was not how it was written. A two-year-old, five-year-old, now 19, 14 years ago, oh, turned no, in. Oh, no, I want that one. Oh, Here, this, this one. one. That's another one. Okay. I don't need it anymore. You just handed me the wrong story. I'm done with it. Speaking of Taco Bell, Kyle John. Pierce said, he said two. I was confused as you, and I got mixed up. How is See? she 19, 14 years old? Hey, by the way, I think Toledo's dad is Mexican, and Brady is the, <laughs> Brady's been the lead detective. Brady's been involved in it. Brady's the lead detective. <laughs> we think you went to Mexico, sir. Well, what do we do next? Well, that's sort of a black hole. <laughs> we don't like looking for things there. Give so up. I think you should give up. Uh, have you had a vasectomy? No. Then make a new kit. Because this <laughs> one's gone. This, seriously, it's like being at the bottom of the ocean. No one has ever been found in Mexico before. Ever. Taco Bell's oh, testing yeah. a taco subscription service. Between uh, 5 and 10 bucks a month, you can sign up with the Taco Bell app. And um, you basically can get a taco every day, one free taco for ten bucks a month. Yep, from five to ten bucks. Yeah, you it would cost less it. than that if yeah. you got thirty taco. One taco a day is like sixty cents, right? The yeah. options. No, they're a dollar fifty now. They are. Oh yeah. Dollar thirty. Dollar thirty nine to two dollars and thirty nine cents. Well, here are your options. Oh. It's a crunchy taco, standard a spicy potato soft taco, Ugh. crunchy taco supreme. Soft Taco Supreme, Doritos Lo- Locos Taco. There you go, and you can Wait, Supreme that. <laughs> right now, it's being test marketed in uh, Tucson. Of course, it is. <laughs> so they're making it. Yeah, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's a country club of Taco. You have to Bell. go there between uh, three and seven times a month, and you'll have a cup. You know, the day I can't be friends with you anymore is when you say I've got a Taco Bell membership. You want to go to my? <laughs> I got a membership. Taco Bell? <laughs> you can't get in with these prices. Only I can get you in. I'm a Taco Bell Platinum member. Uh, Hershey's just rolled out their new holiday flavors, their new candies. Uh, they unveiled the lineup for 2021. Pumpkin spice. Quite exciting. Reese's peanut brittle. So uh, you can put that together. That sounds pretty good. And then gingerbread Kit Kats. I mean, say goodbye to your teeth with no, the Reese's brittle thing. Yeah, oh yeah. It's going to crush a bunch of soft-toothed Americans. Yeah, I'm out in that gingerbread one. Yes. They're also debuting mm. sugar cookie-flavored Hershey bars and the mm-hmm. new vanilla Whoppers called yeah, Snowballs. Oh, Whoppers. I was thinking of the burger, the little round Can't balls. put that peanut brittle in Payson. Wait, they have a candy called Snowballs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're unaware of the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Do they have the Whopper felching machine as well? That's in development. The delicious. It's an R and D right Do now. Do they have cream pies? Porn's ruined. R and D. So that girl in Mexico again. She's yeah. she's dead. She's alive. Well, she, to you though, she would have died the second she got into Nogales. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's a write off. As soon as you walk through, it's a write off. <laughs> I want Brady to, this is a good one, Michael says, I want Brady to rewrite the movie Taken. <laughs> <laughs> You've been taken, and probably to Mexico, so Daddy loves you, but we're never going to see each other again. Count on it. I don't know why Brady's saying this. Finding Kirby would be so easy for Brady. All <laughs> he had to do is follow the, all the people taking Track. pictures of the you gigantic footprints. <laughs> Adios mio, chupacabra. That's my daughter. Chupacabra. chupacabra. It's not a chupacabra, you guys. Anyway, bring her back to the border. I'm not going down there. 
I lost a set of keys in Mexico once. <laughs> Gone forever. Good luck finding a kid. Fireball, Fireball is releasing a mini keg. has 115 shots in it. It'll be in the stores very soon. Brett, what's your new favorite drink? My new favorite drink? Yeah, the Irish Car Bomb. Oh, yeah. Followed by a... This is a good one. Uh, You go into a bar and you order a car bomb. Paul Walker. Yeah, and then you chase it with a fireball and order a Paul Walker. (laughs) I'm going to do that today. I'm going to go see Medina. You are not going to... Oh, don't do it with her. Don't do it with a stranger. (laughs) Next time I'm at the bridge, doing some biz at the bridge, I'll ask Holly, the bartender, for a Paul Walker and see if she knows what that is. Because that's funny. I think my friend Mike fired that one over. It's an Irish car bomb with a fireball chaser. I'm doing that. That's just wrong. I got a wild world story with a video. Okay. And go. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your wild, wild world story and Brady video. Exactly as it was brought to us by This happened in Mexico, so it's over. (laughs) It's lost. It's 8 o'clock. No, it was in the Netherlands. Time out. Time out, everyone. 8 o'clock. The the narrow double-down word alert has gone off. And today, it's McDonald. For a good pal, Noor, not a friend of ours, but just everybody's buddy. The funniest man uh, on the planet for most of my adult life is gone. And uh, just a tip of the cap. Today, you get $1,000. MacDonald. It's not McDonald. It's MacDonald. It's Letterman's Norm MacDonald is here. MacDonald. Uh, and that's it. 97936. Throw in MacDonald. And I don't know about the, you don't have to capitalize the D and all that stuff, right? No. You didn't do it. Yeah. So just MacDonald, one word, uh, in an hour. Somebody else won a thousand bucks in the dinero double down, and we'll do another double up on Friday. There you go, McDonald. Brady, sorry, go ahead. This happened in a farm in Gelderland in the Netherlands. The farmer, Yap Beats, is his name. They had a couple of chickens. They were caught on surveillance. He had a camera set up on his house, and the chicken was running around the yard. And a hawk swoops in mm-hmm. on the chicken. Another chicken, chicken comes hunt. in. Tries to break the hawk up off the uh, chicken. Doesn't work. And then a billy goat comes in. Gets it done. And frees the chicken from the hawk. Here we go, Jim. Get Kelly into one this one. Good little power move by the billy goat, too. But you thought. It's a power kick. Does the billy goat just It doesn't power kick. You know, he rams. But he does it. Oh, yeah. It's just he uses his head. Yeah. But does he do it with, uh, uh, like, justice in mind? Or is he just breaking it all up? He's breaking it up. He's not looks mad like at one or the other. He's protecting the chicken okay. more so than anything. So he knows the chicken well. You wouldn't think the chicken would survive after the first, you know, puff of feathers when the hawk hits. It hits hard. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's you know, the job risk of being a chicken. It is. Outside of the coop. Oh yeah, you're just wandering around. It's like it's like being a kid in Mexico at age two, four, Good five. Christ, <laughs> Amavig. It's a long commercial. Yeah, pushing some drugs before the, yeah, uh, the video. Yeah, probably mealing some, mealing some coca. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think they'll ever find the dad? The girl just came from his house. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not a detective, but this is the easiest seems, mystery in the world. Easy. The girl found her mom on Facebook, which means she's got a Facebook page, which means mom was never looking. She was living with the dad that abducted her, but Brady's convinced the dad's just gone forever. Why didn't she just ask the girl? In this video, All right. the chicken is five years old. <laughs> All right, here we go. And it deserves to go. All right, no there's just a regular chicken just sitting there in a the field. Whoa, 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 he sees it. Oh, oh, run, oh, the hawk gets hold of it. There's feathers flying, everybody. Another chicken comes over. Get off my wife, says other chicken. And here comes a Billy Goat. Good night, nurse. Oh, he's just, he oh, is. Man. He's protecting yeah. that chicken. Oh, yeah. Back in the coop. Nice work, oh, Billy man. Goat. 
It's a pretty billy goat, too. Look at the sh- like shiny fur or whatever's on a billy goat. Look at him. He kind of checks out the chicken to make sure he's all right. That's fast. Well, no. It's good work. That's your wild, wild world. Uh, that's... Oh. In 2016. <laughs> it makes me feel bad that farm animals are... It really is like Charlotte's Web. <laughs> They're all pals. We got a couple of uh, more radio videos. Okay. I'm We're going down with, with the first one. Okay. First one is a little... Um, not. It's field hockey. Okay. I believe, but a guy's playing with some uh, women. Oh, so it's a bloodbath. It might be the coach playing with <laughs> it's the It's a bloodletting. So it's 45 to nothing. Men's team. So we're watching the WNBA yeah. all over again. Yeah, on some WNBA tonight. He's he's playing nice for the most part, but right. oh, he can't lays one out. This is going to be Here comes the, here comes the, yeah. He's moving a little faster than the rest of the girls. Oh, shit. She needs to lift her head when she's running. It, it's different. It's that... Uh, he makes I the call turn. it field hockey, He's... but... Oh, man. Field hockey? What else would you call it? Levels. Her. Well, I thought the field hockey had more of a a hook, and then this one is... Or is that lacrosse? Can... Oh! No, lacrosse, they keep it up like oh, okay. that. Wow. I don't think it's field hockey either. Yeah, I think you can actually... Because they... They got a net, though. They got like a scooper. Maybe this is lacrosse. But he tries to hit... Oh, no, it's definitely not lacrosse. He gobbles her up in one shoulder. <laughs> Well, that's what you guys hey, want the up. equality. Hey, Megan Rapinoe, this is what you've got to look forward to. You want <laughs> equality? Let's stick you on the field at the same time. Guess who's never going to play a minute of soccer again? Drunk We're going to go with all men. They would have to pass a rule that said, because they talked about that 10 years ago. It's like, there'll be a woman in the NBA someday. I'm like, no, the only way it happens if they pass a rule where one has to be on the court at all times. That, that would be the only way women would ever play in the NBA is if they said, all right, we have to give up one position to a woman. Both teams have to have a girl in the court at all times because otherwise any coach in his right mind would be like, uh, all right, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre, DeQuante, Angela, <laughs> and, uh, and Devin, you guys are all my five starters. In fact, Angela, why don't you sit down? Other DeAndre, why don't you get in there and play for Angela for a little while? What am I thinking as a coach putting a girl out there? She might be good, but she's still the worst player in the NBA by... Tony Dance is the coach. <laughs> yeah, Angela. <laughs> Jonathan, Mona. Here's my starting five. Jonathan, Mona, Angela, Tony, uh, and DeAndre. <laughs> the next one is drunk people doing things. And as a coach, what do you tell them? Jonathan, always pass to DeAndre. <laughs> we practice this. Angela never gets the ball. I don't understand... Any of that argument. And then when you see that kind of stuff and you realize a woman, well, like we celebrate that dumb kicker from, uh, what is it, Vanderbilt? Yep. Yeah. And we're like, oh, woman on the field, why are you such a sexist? And I'm like, because she's going to be eating out of a tube. Caleb will be a better athlete at the end of the season oh. than a girl on a football field. And no one has the guts to say it because we're all so politically correct. There is no possible way a woman will play contact sports with men in any way unless they make new rules to say you can't touch them. That's it. Kick the ball, get off the field. Bad snap, yeah. run off the run field. Run away because you don't want the butt end of that. And we've always said it. It's like a guy in the heart in the heat of competition isn't going to do a gender check before he lays your ass out if you're going for the ball too. This dude played some amateur field hockey and got a little ahead of himself. 
and and spined a chick on the court or the pitch or whatever they call it. You just don't do it. So we stop the argument immediately. You're not even Steven on the physical thing. Knock it off. There's a reason they differentiate. There's a reason there's two levels. That's it. I'd take a D-League team from the NBA and pull somebody up before I'd let Angela play. We got to let one of you on the field. Ugh. Title IX's the worst thing that ever happened to sports. <laughs> Just give them scholarships for being ladies. Was that enough? But I want to play basketball. Yeah, but nobody wants to watch that. I also want to play basketball, but no one would pay for it. It's not a viable thing. The next radio video is a dude uh, shotgunning a beer off his bro's forehead, trying to open the can that way. We got it in slow motion. All right. Whoa. Oh, he just hits a guy. First one, no good. Second one, tagged. How are those teeth? (laughs) Play it again because I have sound on this thing. He throws it in the air to shake it up, and then he hits him in the head with a full beer can in slow motion. And then, oh. and then the bro down happens. Then the dude decides to lift his face up upon the second swing and takes one. Well, we'll land it. The last. You know who deserves that beer in the face is whoever sold that kid that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Girls getting hurt. We got a bar celebration going on. Right. So the one girl standing on a chair. She's a little thick. And they're singing. They're doing a little sing-along. That chair's not going to make it much longer, I can tell you right now. <laughs> it's not It's not her getting... That's not the chair's fault or the manufacturer. That's the fault of chocolate cake. <laughs> that girl's big. Yeah, make sure next time she's on a bench. What are they singing? Oh, uh, it's always funny. Uh, her spanks, her spanks are are lying to everyone. The chair told the truth. <laughs> the chair gives way. Oh, that's got to be rough for a girl's ego. She took two hours to get ready just to have furniture say nothing. Two hours, not for me. No spanks. Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, is that what that You're was? Welcome. Yeah. No, no reason to get that excited over Celine Dion ever either. That must be in Canada. By the way, my wife texted in. Oh yeah. She said, he did say two, and welcome to my world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ronnie, we have no idea how you've done it. Communicating's got to be miserable. And I hope you're never in Mexico, Ronnie, because Brady ain't looking. (laughs) I just told her, you need to listen better. That's right. That's exactly what she needs to do. (laughs) All the rest of us also have that problem. Yeah. You did say two. She was two. And so I started to do the math because I was very interested in this Dateline NBC story you were creating. I was a couple of years off. Unfortunately, uh, at the end, Keith Morrison, but since it was Mexico, we all decided never to look for the girl. It's too hard. Mexico is big. <laughs> Keith. Give up. Oh. Then she went on her own. Found her mother who wasn't looking for her anymore anyway. Ooh. Authorities never thought to ask the missing girl where her dad was, <laughs> who she'd lived with for the last 18 years. No need. She was in Mexico. Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. The 19-year-old Call has it been off. missing since she was two for 14 years. <laughs> the math just didn't add up, so people quit. No one cared. <laughs> I, and I'm so curious now about what really happened. 
I wish you wrote Cliff's notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Eggleston's already got your picture up on a, on the unsolved tonight on unsolved mystery. A news reporter has a stroke on the air and tries to tell people about a missing girl in Mexico. That's right, Robert Stack. Fourteen years ago, a two-year-old who's now nineteen was missing. None of it makes sense, Freddy. We went down to Mexico to find the fourteen-year-old, two-year-old, nineteen-year-old, and her dad. But we just stopped looking after delicious tacos were on sale. Too busy. <laughs> it's Mexico, he says. It's too big. <laughs> and but she found her mom in a bigger country. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Your story was horrible, and I am so lost in it that I won episode two. This is what we need. Brady's all these murder podcasts. Follow up. Brady trying to tell the story of murders on a podcast would it would make everybody wish COVID was back. Why are you asking that question? I would want you to just. I don't even want to be in the room. Brady by himself. Brady's murder mystery podcast show. Or we just give you, like, you've no, done no research. And give we you the give you the premise and the thing, and you try to tell people what happened. By the time the first minute's over, people will be like, well, how's she 19? She was four, she was two, and now 14 years later, she's 19. None of this is. It's Mexico. They, they use metrics. Different okay, calendar. None of this makes any sense. They age in metrics. <laughs> uh, that is true. Devin says, hey, in Brady's defense, you guys are being a little rough. If you turn a two around, it looks a little bit like a five. <laughs> so maybe he was just dizzy. He's dyslexic. Uh, MacDonald is the word you need to text. 97936. Jay Gutentag, the contest is open to you as well. Yeah. MacDonald for uh, Norm MacDonald. The world got a big dent in the funny bone yesterday. Huge one uh, when Norm passed away. So MacDonald is today's word. 97936. Uh, uh, do that right now and get yourself a chance at a thousand bucks in the De Niro double down. There goes your Brady report all the way to Mexico. Breaking Benjamin right there. I will not bow. It's 828 here in the uh, morning sickness. And uh, in a little bit, we're going to do a, a quick tribute to Norm MacDonald. I think it's uh, necessary as a funny person that's uh, been in our studio. Not to pat ourselves on the back, but just to remind ourselves of how funny that guy actually was. A couple of visits he had here. Uh, we'll do those on the Rewind, too, which is ironic because this would have been on the rewind, had he lived anyway, because yep. uh, Norm, uh, what, what is it like the September sixteenth, two thousand ten? Oh, when wow. he was, yeah, you had a visit here. So he's we were... in with us a bunch, but this is a visit that yeah. is actually and one of the segments week. on the weekend show is this week in morning sickness. Yep, and you went back. You were going to run the McDonald thing anyway. And again, for those of you who missed it this morning, uh, Norm McDonald uh, was like yesterday. We were talking about making the phone call yesterday morning. We'll make the phone call and see if Norm wants to be the guy for the happy endings. Couldn't have been two minutes. Maybe two and a half minutes max before I said goodbye to Matt Coman. He leaves. He gets in his car. And the next thing you know, we're texting each other. Well, Norm died. Scratch that one. Don't, don't know if I'd make that call anymore. That would have been epic. But yeah, who knew? Nine-year battle with cancer for Norm MacDonald. So the word today for the $1,000 is MacDonald. Not McDonald's. Not uh, Mac. Donald, not two words, right. MacDonald. Because I'm telling you MacDonald because it's M-A-C Donald, not M-C. MacDonald, Norm. Uh, and we'll do a little tribute to him in a minute. I wanted to get to this before it's over. So last year, uh, FanDuel uh, and all the like had uh, a full 2020 year, uh, 25.8 million total transactions last year. 
This, this weekend, uh-huh. this weekend, fifty-eight point two million. One weekend, one weekend versus this all last of last weekend. year's twenty-five point eight million. Now they've got more states involved, right? But a hundred and twenty-six percent uptick to last year's entire season in one weekend. If even if it falls off half, even if it's a dollar per bet to the gaming apps, you're making fifty-eight million dollars as as a business one in two days. Yeah. One week. Meanwhile, we're taxing the rich. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're taxing individuals because they're not paying their fair share. But. We're all fat and happy to throw our cash all over the place. We're all spending we're spending successful people's money like crazy with taxes saying the poor don't have a chance. Meanwhile, the entire segment of the population, this targets more than anyone, is the poor, is the people having a struggle, the Toledos, the Jeremys of the world, you know, the ones you never want to take to Applebee's because you're going to have to pay and then listen to them to complain about the two for 20. They're the ones, but no, they're the ones that have the money. $58.2 million in total transactions over the opening NFL weekend. Now, that doesn't even go into what was bet on basketball or what's happened earlier in the year with these apps. Just NFL weekend, and that does include all sports, $58.2 million in transactions. And I think it's probably closer to... Five dollar a transaction. Probably don't know, but I'm just saying. Even at a dollar, you're making fifty eight million. <laughs> well, per in a weekend, right? And as many winners as we heard from this right. weekend, there's just oh, as yeah, many yeah. losers. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I'm just we saying from them. I'm yep. just throwing an average out. If right. you a dollar per transaction, yep. Because that's, I guarantee you, that's low. But I'm just throwing. If yeah. you had a business that pulled in fifty eight million dollars, that's why the advertising money's like, don't worry about it. Like we've had, you, you everybody's noticed TV, radio, everything is, and your billboards, everything is now uh, gambling apps. Yep. And and when you talk to the agencies and stuff like that, they're like, "Don't worry about it. We got it." And, and like, there's no budget for this. They know we are going to do it. So I wonder how much of that. Um, I mean, it's astronomical, first of all. Yeah. But how much of that was on house money because of the the promo? You have you to spend your, your money. You didn't you get to spend to, house money. You still got to put your yeah. money in the game. You it doesn't matter. $58 million in transactions is $58 million in transactions. Yeah. Arizona uh, top wait, five. Wait, 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 wait. $58 million transactions or $58, $58 million, million dollars, dollars in wow. transactions? Yeah. Arizona placed in the top five. Or no, I'm sorry. It was $58.2 million total transactions, right. not That's, dollars. So those, now, my, those numbers can be Yeah, can my be thing higher. was at a dollar a transaction, it was $58 million a weekend. And you know it wasn't just that. And you know it wasn't that. No, no, no. Right. Uh, Arizona had 6.1 million transactions on its own. Uh, Jersey was first on the list with 12.5 million. Arizona accounted for 10% of the total transactions. More than 270,000 new accounts created here since September 9th. So it's the 15th, people. This strange puritanical nation. Days, you know, days. Everybody's a moral this and that person. 270,000 people figured out how to download in just Arizona. And and six point one million transactions off those two hundred and seventy thousand downloads. So you tell me it's every person's doing anymore, a bunch. What do you, oh no, it's no, legal. it's legal. <laughs> yeah, they said uh, the state uh, catapulted to the top near as the fourth largest state for transactions in its first weekend. Uh, the guy in charge of it, the managing director for gaming at GeoComply, said, uh, "Yeah, we've never seen anything like what Arizona just did. Like usually, it's a little slower." 
So nice job, you degenerates out there like us. Now, they did pinpoint, surprisingly, a few hot spots, and one was Brady's house. And uh, we can't figure out exactly why Brady's so addicted to this thing, but he really... Well, it's because he's betting on Danucci for MVP. <laughs> That's right. As much as you struggled right away with just putting it together, you certainly got it together with some of the things you were sending over. You didn't do well. No. But uh, you had a lot of bets going on. I had probably, over the weekend, 10 to f- ten to 15 that I put together. But they were, you know, some were uh, piddly. And a couple were, like, the most I bet was 100. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. I had a couple of good sizes. And I hit on it, it's some chasing, that made it's it It's chasing balance. that big hit. Yeah. You just want to. But I had, I only did the chase of the big hit after the little ones paid me. And then I'd take the little money and I'd put it in. Yeah. I would take house money and play with that. But, you know. They don't care. It's all just an extraordinary amount of transactions. Fifty-eight point two million across the nation. And Arizona, you did a great job downloading for in five days. Two hundred seventy quarter of a million people downloaded the app, and then those quarter of a million people did six point one million transactions. That's amazing. But keep it up. Got some WNBA action tonight. I'm going to go ahead and you going to do it. I'm going to put a. I'm going to put a couple hundred thousand on the links. <laughs> get a couple of WNBA parlays going? Oh, man, if I could get... Because the knowledge of the... W, and the predictability of the WNBA is just... They have a flop count. They have to have how many times a girl <laughs> falls, right? Yep. I loved it the other day in the news. They were talking about uh, the Diamondbacks' 20th anniversary of their championship. And they kept saying, still, the only championship for pro sports in Arizona. And I just sat and waited for one of those really angry butch girls to come storming onto the set saying they got like, I don't know, well, the Mercury have like nine. <laughs> and then they kept saying that. And then later in the broadcast, they said, uh, the only uh, major sport, because like somebody got in there and said, the Mercury have a few. All right. <laughs> I'll add a word. The only major pro sport, if I'm not that thing, the W nobody's watching. But yeah, so have fun with that one and enjoy it again. This weekend, football starts again tomorrow. So, and, and it's got to have college has got to be involved. So I'm probably everybody probably put I don't know twenty bets down. Is that about right for I don't know how that works with math. Two hundred fifty thousand, two hundred seventy thousand people into six million. I don't know. I can't. I don't have. I don't have the button fingers for calculators. I only did one, two, ten. Three. Brady did a hundred his own. Yeah. <laughs> Average person did twenty. Bets at two hundred and seventy thousand. Ah, I got to step up my game. Yeah, me too. To get to six million, I was shy. I was shy. How'd you do? I actually twenty. I was have fifteen, probably ten or fifteen bets total. Really? Yeah, probably. But I got to step it up too. That's five. That's five. I missed out on. I will I say, I did learn a lot this weekend by did following you? that app so closely. Oh yeah, just things that you didn't know about sports betting like or yourself what draws really. are and all that that yeah. yeah. you're susceptible to yep. gambling <laughs> oh, absolutely yeah. and that your house could I leave. got the hook fully I don't have a problem yeah, I, I don't I could quit anytime I want I just don't want to Brady get off my back I already got a mother mother f- <laughs> anyway so have fun with it but again be very careful yes because it's fun but it's and that's a big number that's big 58 million transactions and I guess the sports books down at the di- like it brought people to the Diamondbacks game, like people went to, to games because they're like we can now we can have fun. <laughs> we don't have to watch baseball. We can do other stuff. 
Why would well, there be? There's no baseball. There's no baseball. Yeah, I don't know about that. Is either. it like a Vegas sportsbook with the big boards and everything down there? Evidently, I haven't been in it. I saw a drawing of the one at the the Suns thing. They didn't and let you in. They showed me where it was going to be. It's a sportsbook. It's got screens wow. and uh, betting box, and like you can do it on your phone. It's crazy. And they have it at all the arenas and all, like, the Cardinals are going to have. I don't know if it's it's probably up and running. The Cardinals' first home games this weekend against the Vikings, and I'm sure that thing will be going. They, they weren't unprepared for their launch day, so crazy. Don't bet your entire house. Just gamble responsibly. That oxymoron will take you so far in life. Gamble responsibly. Uh, we're going to do a little quick tribute in a, in a minute to Norm. Uh, McDonald, because again, this is more for me. I am a—he's uh, a top fiver for me as far as people in in the world of funny. And it was—it was a gut punch yesterday. I, I had a lot of friends of mine uh, chatting about that. So it, it isn't—it isn't like, gosh, we knew him so well. I don't want to be in that camp. I just want to kind of remember Norm. You got to prat it. I'm not pratting this at all. We weren't friends. Uh, we didn't hang out. I didn't have a moment where Norm told me how great I was. We didn't have a moment where Norm called me up on stage and fa- never happened. Uh, we weren't. He he would remember my name uh, one time in our entire existence without me telling him, and that was a highlight for me. Uh, other than that, I just want to do it because I think one of the funniest people that ever walked this earth died yesterday, and uh, there's nothing nothing about that that needs to be sad because man, he brought tons of laughs. Uh, and so uh, Norm's gone. We'll do a little tribute to him in a second because I want to. That's it. Uh, it's eight thirty nine. The Norm tribute is next. MacDonald is the word nine seven nine three six. If you get it in there, you could win a thousand bucks. Disturbed right there. Ten thousand fists. It's eight fifty here in the morning, sickness. And uh yeah, yeah we're just trying <laughs> to cancel do, that bet. Trying to do yeah. <laughs> Brett's trying to bet WNBA basketball, which is hilarious. He's diving in. He's so, that is when you know you have a Degenerate. problem. You are done. You're first off, you live alone. That's what Bob Kemp would bet on that stuff. Bob Kemp down the hall knows his WNBA bets. I heard you say that to him yesterday in the hallway. Say, hey, using them uh, betting apps there, Bob. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, I've already just, had people for years. Yeah, replace oh, okay. my bookies. He's been betting like mad. He's got a wall of TV. But uh, uh, yeah, betting the WNBA is when you know you're no longer gambling responsibly. You are now gambling willy nilly, which is in the pamphlet to say don't do that. That's what Rand messaged. Him. Come on, John, betting WNBA is easy. Always bet the under. Always bet the under. But again, I remind you, like I did a couple days ago, there is some poor intern sap whose job it is to handicap the WNBA games. And that poor kid's life, I would rather uh, clean sewers with no gloves than handicap WNBA games because that means you got to pay attention. Misery! But, yeah, if you want to bet that, basically, the New York Liberty is a 12-point underdog tonight. To, to the, the Connecticut Sun. Connecticut Sun. <laughs> I would bet the money line on the Liberty because it's a plus 650. Yeah? Uh, no, I wouldn't because I'm not going to bet on the WNBA. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, Norm McDonald passed away yesterday, and as a, uh, a person who fancies uh, this show to be uh, based mostly in let's just make it fun and funny, nobody uh, in my existence, I believe, has made me laugh more with odd things than Norm McDonald. I've laughed really hard at a lot of people, but Norm was always a guarantee. And uh, and just take this moment. We haven't done this for, I think we had one for Ralphie because we were pals with him. This is just somebody that uh, I honestly put up on the Mount Rushmore of funny in my lifetime. I, I think Norm was one of the most creative and uh, just he took every subject and made it great with a delivery that no one would ever dance with. Uh, you'd never try this. He was unique. He was brilliant. Uh, and uh, I hate to use the word idol, but I think I might have to. I kind of idolized Norm McDonald 
in a weird way. There are some times when I hear myself tell jokes and I'm like, that was a very norm delivery. Like you do this thing, oh my God, no, I would never do that. That's WNBA. Uh, you know, you just do that stuff where you start, you couldn't help it. If you were in a room with him, you talked like him. Uh, and he just kind of commanded the space. And one of the, he was very nice, too, on top of it all. But he died. And Toledo, you put together some stuff uh, from Norm just to remember him. What do you got first? Uh, well, I've got a couple for you to choose from. A story that he told with us about Super Dave um, oh, at a softball great. game. Yeah. And he did it as Super Celebrity Dave. baseball game he was Celebrity watching Celebrity baseball TV. game. I've got his video that he did for Brady's. Let's play Brady's video. Now, okay. Brady got married uh, 16, 15, 15, years, 15 ago. years ago. And uh, we had some celebrities do a video for us and put it together for the presentation. And Norm was one of them. And this was Norm's marital advice to Brady back in 2005, right? 2006. Six. Okay, here we go. This is Norm telling Brady uh, what how to make marriage better. Dang, I got to plug in. Oh, there you go. Start over. Marital advice for Brady. Just anything okay. you want to give him. And, and cuss if you want to say okay. something horrifying. Should I do it now? Yeah, you're on. Oh, I thought the light was supposed to be on. Hey, Brady, just a little marital advice. You know, one day the honeymoon will be over. You'll be married, you know, a longer time. And uh, and then it's time that, you know, in the bedroom might get a little boring. And a way to spice up the, the, the bedroom is to maybe role play, maybe, you know, uh, put on different costumes to pretend you're with different people. And uh, that's, like, really pathetic. <laughs> and, you know, you shouldn't do that. You should just go, well, we don't like each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't, because uh, what happens is you do the little role playing and, oh, I'm the lumberjack and you're the, blah, 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 and uh, that works for a while. And then, you know, two months later, your wife's fucking real lumberjack. <laughs> Yeah. From experience. <laughs> and Brady, you've taken that advice and yes. have not played lumberjack at home. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and then Norm told the story about watching. Uh, this is when we first heard him do the Super Dave impression. Which I stole immediately. I thought it was brilliant. I've always watched the best Super Dave impression, by the way, is Dave Coulier. Uh, but Norm has done this, and I and he did this for no reason at all. He told us this story about watching a celebrity baseball game, and Super Dave called him up to tell him that the celebrity baseball game was on TV. This is great. Norm McDonald is here. You yeah. do the greatest Super Dave Osborne impression of all time. <laughs> it's hilarious. He phones me up and leaves messages. Turn on Channel 6. <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to want to see this. <laughs> They're doing a celebrity game, and Alan Thick is up to bat. The pitcher is Corbin Burnson. The first pitch of the game, Corbin Burnson pitches as hard as he can and hits Thick in the ribs. Thick goes down like a load of bricks and can't move for five minutes. The trainer's running on. Thick wants to continue. How much would you pay to be there and to see that? Turn to Channel 6 immediately. I absolutely love that one. Uh, I made him tell that a few times. Yeah, that was early on. That one was from 07. 07. So it was a, a, a young five and a half, six years old then. Yep. Or as Brady says, nineteen. <laughs> in Mexico. Yeah, in, Mexico, on the in Mexican. In the Mexican rate. metric rate, nineteen years is equal to five American. <laughs> it's like the pesos of time. Uh, what else you got? Uh, you want you had me pull up his the Letterman, Letterman and you Dude, had me pull up uh, the Daily Show. Yeah, one. the Daily Show one, which my friend Colin just actually sent me and said he'd never seen this. 
Uh, this is great. This is him on The Daily Show days after the death of the crocodile hunter, which this I love. This is great stuff. I wanted to talk about the crocodile hunter. Did you? Because I think... Yeah, yeah you're yeah, going to make yeah, him yeah. sad. Because I think, you know, it was, it was tragic yes. at the time. But I think... <laughs> I don't know. People calling me, man, they're shocked. Oh, hey, you wouldn't believe it. Who got killed? The crocodile hunter. <laughs> don't, please don't make me laugh at this. This I is mean, not, this is like, not good He was do. 44 years old. I'm like, that's a ripe old age for a crocodile hunter. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... Uh... And you know who had to be pissed about it were the crocodiles. Because uh, he got killed by some fruity fish. And, uh, so, you know... You know, the crocodiles were like, hey, man, that crocodile hunter got killed. Who did it, Frank? Nah, nah you don't even want to know, man. <laughs> please, please don't do this anymore. <laughs> this, this Yo, not- Bill, man, you had a chance when the guy go, man, I had a chance. I had that mother... He was... He was Tommy with a stick. I could have eaten him and his kid. Uh, I don't feel good about this. You remember I ever tell you that story, Bill? Yeah, only a thousand times. <laughs> that's that's for the kids. All right, Norm McDonald. All right, uh, uh, him promoting that and talking about and the, the bravery and the and the funny. But I I do seriously think that maybe the best uh, the best polished uh, thing he ever did in his life was his final time on Letterman. Uh, Letterman was saying goodbye. It was April of 2015, 16. I don't remember when Dave went away. And uh, he had Norm on. And Norm and Dave were, like, I think David Letterman thought Norm MacDonald was the funniest person in the world. And uh, and Norm did his last hit. And I and this is something I can say that we This is a Pratt moment where I actually did, before we went on the air, I said, hey, I have to tell you, as a fan of comedy, what you did on Letterman's, uh, your last set on Letterman's thing was maybe the best stand-up I've ever seen on a talk show. It very rarely goes well on a talk show. Sometimes it's good. I said, that was the best you've ever been. And I said, and also incredibly touching at the end, uh, him saying thank you to Dave for his career. Uh, he does a thing about World War II in Germany. That is, how long is it? Five minutes, maybe? That's nine minutes. Nine total, minutes. Uh, total yeah, thing. It's fine. We're going to play it because it's, okay. it's Norm. And uh, so this is, uh, I don't even know if this is legal, is it? Are we allowed to do this? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, retrospective. Oh, it's true. It's uh, is, uh, Norm on Letterman the last time. And this is a good way to say goodbye to him because this is how he said goodbye to Dave and uh, yeah, Norm McDonald. The world's a whole lot less funny. The funny bone is a whole lot uh, number than it once was without a guy like Norm McDonald. So one of my idols, uh, Mount Rushmore of funny, Norm McDonald on Letterman the last time. Remember that. This man began his television stand-up debut with us 25 years ago. Didn't know that. Week. I didn't know that. Very talented actor. Nobody funnier. Ladies and gentlemen, Norm McDonald. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Listen, I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, me and Oprah are making the same money tonight. But uh, <laughs> the show has loosened up considerably. I noticed I was watching Oprah and uh, Dave talking about weed and booze. And 
I've never, I don't do either of those. The hardest drug I ever did, LSD. <laughs> and uh, I remember as a kid, I was like 16, and I remember they told, warned me, they said, hey, you got to be careful with that LSD on account of you can get a flashback. Ten years can go by, 20 years, 30 years, and a flashback will happen. So I thought, hey, that seems like a good deal. <laughs> you know, you tell me I buy a drug for five dollars, I eat it, I get high, and then 20 years later I get high again? <laughs> That's not the point. I like to stretch my drug dollar. The point is this. <laughs> 10 years have passed, 20 years have passed, 30 years have passed, and no flashbacks. What a jip that turned out to be. <laughs> Just more horse by the big acid companies. That's all it is. <laughs> but I can't believe it's been a quarter century since I made my television debut. It was all different back then. You know, it was back then, I remember if you wanted to take a picture, you would use a camera. <laughs> Not a telephone. As a matter of fact, if you used the telephone, people would look at you odd. <laughs> you like? Just stay still, I guess. <laughs> what about in the old days when they took pictures of you way, way back, you know, where they pulled that thing and it exploded and stuff? <laughs> I got a picture of my great-grandfather. The thing took six hours. Uh, take your picture, and uh, uh, it was a picture of my great-grandfather, one. They only had, every guy had one picture back then. <laughs> and it's just him, like... <laughs> I gotta get back, feed them hogs! <laughs> Who's gonna feed the hogs? <laughs> Somebody gotta feed them hogs. Now... In the future, of course, it'll be different. Fifty years from now, people will be going like, Hey, you want to uh, see a hundred thousand pictures of my great-grandfather? <laughs> I got him right here. Plus everything he did every day of his life. This occurred to me today, uh, ID, ID, which I had to show it again. There's a strange abbreviation when you think about it. I is short for I. <laughs> and then D is short for dentification. <laughs> they could have split that one up a little better, you know? But I watch the TV, I watch the news, make you afraid of the news, you know? Put all these stories on, Iraq, Iran, North Korea, you know, try to scare you, you know? But does it ever really scare you? Like, you ever wake up in the middle of the night, ah, North Korea! <laughs> that little tiny country across the ocean. I wonder if they'll get me. <laughs> Didn't MASH settle that like 20 years ago? <laughs> Why'd I have to watch that stupid show?
There is one country that worries me, though. Not Iraq, not Iran, not North Korea. The only country that really worries me is uh, the country of Germany. I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but... Uh, <laughs> In the early uh, part of the previous century, Germany decided to go to war. And uh, who did they go to war with? The world. <laughs> it had never been tried before. And uh, so you figure that would take about five seconds for the world to win, but uh, no, it was actually close. pass and uh, Germany decides again to go to war and again it chooses as its enemy the world <laughs> and this time they have that guy shrinkly, shrinkly, that guy and I'm not even going to dignify him by saying his name but I think you know I'm done <laughs> but you'd think at that point the world will go listen Germany Here's the deal. You don't get to be a country no more on account of you keep attacking the world. What do, you, what do you think? You're Mars or something? Anyways, listen, folks, this will be my last time on uh, the David Letterman show, I understand. <laughs> And you know, you know, you guys, we all know that David Letterman was the greatest talk show who, uh, host who ever lived. But I... I remember Dave differently because the first time I saw him, I was 13 years old. I was living in... Uh, <laughs> 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 I was living in Toronto, Canada, and I went to a talk show they had there. And uh, David Letterman was the stand-up comedian on the show. And uh, I loved stand-up. And David Letterman did this joke that I told everybody this joke. I love this joke. It still uh, stays with me as my favorite stand-up joke ever. So I'd like to do it for you if you'd like to hear it. He goes, um, I, uh, I, I was on the street the other day, and uh, I, uh, I saw a garbage truck. And on the back of the garbage truck, there was a small sign that said, Please do not follow too closely. <laughs> Another of life's simple pleasures, ruined by a meddling bureaucracy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you remember the old days when... When Dad would pile the kids in the station wagon and we'd all go out and follow a garbage truck. So anyways, I'd just like to say, I know that uh, Mr. Letterman is uh, 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 not for the mockish, and uh, he, has, uh, he has no truck for the sentimental, but if something is true, it is not sentimental, and I say in truth, I love you. Oh, my Oh I got me. Oh my god. No one. There you go.
funny died a little bit yesterday. That's a crusher for me. Uh, Norm McDonald on his last set on Letterman. Awesome. Uh, he will be missed. That is for darn sure. And it's for funny people in this room, and there's four of us in here. It doesn't get better than that guy. Uh, it's 9.08. we got Rock Wars coming up in a little bit. Uh, 923 here in the morning sickness and uh, oops, I bumped a button there. I shouldn't have bumped. Uh, it is uh, Ozzy right there barking at the moon and it's just about that time for Rock Wars and Rock Wars is, uh, always brings us the chair. Marcus Mang is joining us from uh, Into the Pit Sundays, 9 till whenever he decides it's over because uh, it just ends at random times. No one's, no one's really there to judge you or care on Sunday. Go till 3 sometimes. You probably don't. Larry's not up. It's but you fine. Could. You could play the plumbing sounds until then. He's not listening anyway. They won once again last week. We have to figure out exactly uh, what we're going to do with that now. Uh, we got to start beating the chair here, Brady. It's up to us to get back. Uh, and we've got, uh, I don't know if we want to play it now. Uh, Jay Gutentag is back. I think we could. Because Let's of, do it now. It might yeah, it's lead fitting. into okay, what we're... It's fitting. So uh, we'll do that before we have the Rock Wars announcement. I think you guys are going to do the... Uh, yeah. What is, it, what is the topic? Well, it's going to be, uh, you, you know, how, how can you not have the battle of the... <laughs> entire year that everyone's waiting on 2021 is going to be amazing once again because of the richard toledo battle with jay yeah, the cock versus the dyke as yes. it's called and jay has finally emailed back her friend said that she wasn't listening anymore because if you were listening yesterday toledo uh my boy's at it again uh went back and forth with jay evidently without actually doing it and jay quit the show and said she's never gonna help us again and hated us. And then I said back, I'm like, look, the people who matter on the show love you. And that's all you need to know. And then she's, now she's back. But she sent this. And this is exactly her sentiment towards you. Toledo, you put your headphones on. Put your seatbelt on for this, this one. This is Toledo's. Uh, her, her, she's calling back with a little anger still. Maybe a little bitterness. Go ahead. Hey, dude. So my phone's blowing up. Literally. My messenger's blowing up. I sent a uh, clip over to Holmberg's messenger right it's like dude the cuck needs to eat a big fat dick <laughs> just saying i'm just keeping it real you're the italian stallion that's you Brett. with the yeah. good hair that's right true. that's very true got john with the jokes yeah, that's what i do got brady what would you do without brady the cuck though Math. eat a dick cuck there you go. So that's how she feels one day removed wow. from the incident that we're, we're convinced you actually did not have a thing to do with. That's I can go on record as judge and jury for this that I'm positive Toledo had nothing Too late, bro. to do with why she's mad. Never, bro. Yeah, I know. She still is convinced that you sent her a message that said she's not allowed to play in the De Niro double down. That's personal. And it got personal. <laughs> but you can eat these all day long, cuck. So I'm I wanna I want this to get bigger and bigger by the second. Uh, I've got people emailing. We've got sides being taken. Uh, I will will I'll I will put the money up on this thing if we have the fight between you two. But we definitely need a promotional song for it. So I like what you're doing there. So a song to promote the upcoming potential, maybe to motivate Toledo to say yes to this uh, between uh, Jay the Lady Jay Gutentag and Big uh, Dick Toledo. In the ring. Two-minute round. Nice old punch-em-outs between the two of you. A little chin-check music right there. Screw uh, the WNBA, man. Yeah, I'm going for this one. I would make my FanDuel uh, app right now. There's no possibility I even care about anything outside of this sporting event right <laughs> I'll here. think of some sort of uh, parlay bet. On oh, yeah. Brady will work it in with his degenerate ways now. Uh, if you guys have a suggestion, Holmberg at 98KUPD.com. You can Facebook them over. You can text 97936. A fight theme. 
for the Cuck versus the Dyke. That is not, it's not cemented yet. Names are not online. We have not gotten the signatures needed. But boy, it's out there. It's looming. And it sure seems like Jay's in. I think she might be there. Toledo's the only holdout on this one. And mainly because he was raised by his mom to never punch a woman. (laughs) But in this case, concessions could be made. And I don't think anybody's really going to say it. I don't know. What's the, what's the prize? What do we we got to figure out a take? Well, that's what Toledo one. has to say, what his purse would be for. Okay. We don't know. So, Toledo, it's up to you to tell us like <sighs> what it is going to tempt you to want to beat a woman up in public. Because it's a literal no-win situation for me. <laughs> I don't think there's a. I don't think you have to worry about it. I think you're gonna. I don't. I think. I think the funny part's gonna be when you're laying down. That's what I'm sleeping. Like when, when you get chin checked. Like, yeah. Well, no, no. We'll make sure that there are no no foreign objects, no shenanigans. That's still against the law, and she can't do that. But uh, yeah, we'll see. But I, I, I want to watch this fight. Something fierce. Something fierce. Definitely got a height advantage on her. You can keep a distance. Keep right. her, Keep her. Right. Keep her off with the jab. Jab. Just jab her out of there. And then try to land a haymaker and put that woman on her ass. <laughs> Before she gets up and under your reach. She gets up under that reach, your chin's, oh, your chin's going up. You've already seen what happens with that, my chin. I've dropped it. I've put, but I got the reach on you. You know, we're about there, you know, right around the same height. Toledo and I boxed before. Just win. I put one through his nose. Busted his nose. He's got, a, he's got a tough chin, I'll tell you that. That was a good punch I threw. It broke his nose and he stood in there. We had a, that was a good day. Drilling. So I don't know if Jay's got the chops to take him out unless he goes in, you know, gaping mouth and then eight tons of pressure puts him to sleep. I personally would like to see it because I know we'll wake up and it'll be fine. But man, for the show's sake, to watch Jay Gutentag sleep Toledo. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're right. If you knock her out, what a jerk. Right. Beat up a woman. Uh, you can help us out. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. Do that right there. Rock Wars coming up next. Musical supremacy known as Rock Wars. Grady, the chair, me, battling it out for a uh, prize yet to be determined. I don't remember what it was. Uh, the chair won last week. Their topic this week, and we need a fight song, a hype song for the Cuck versus the Dyke, the uh, Jay versus Big uh, Dick Toledo fight that is pending. However. Doesn't look good because Toledo is still leaning on that whole I won't hit a woman morality thing. And I'm like, come on, Title IX, man. Balance her out. Equality for all. In fact, we'll uh, we'll tie 70% of Toledo to something else. Rock Wars is brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pawn. Shorter long-term collateral loans from $10 to $100,000. No credit needed and top dollar paid with the entire process. Just taking a couple minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com. You're going to need it. Simple as punch. And you're you're going to need those it. loans. That's right. With all the gambling and the stuff, you can get all that money back with one of these here loans. Uh, Chair, who would you like to go first? Uh, let's go with Brady. He got right. that in real quick. Yeah, Brady did go I quick. I did. It, 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 it hit me right away. I'm going with my uh, German friend, Ramstein. What, who? The Ramsteins. The Ramsteins. The, the Jewish German friends that he's got. Yeah. The Ramsteins? Yeah. The Ramsteins. Yes. The next door. The Gilbert. Right. Their song Pousse, because you got a D, I got a P, let's get it on. It won't take long. That's true. That's true. That's what about a cat? So to speak.
questionable. One, who? Is, we don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> Either of them could use the song and uh, apply themselves to each character. All right, Johnny, like what do you that. got? All right. Mine is applying uh, a, a need to be on Toledo's side here. I love Jay Talk. She's fantastic. Always been great representing the ladies of the KUPD audience. Lady Jay's been amazing. But, uh, you know, got to ride. Got to ride with my homies. You know, the rider dies right here. Toledo's one of them. Uh, and I also know that uh, we're running short on time, and that pretty much means John Gordon is probably going to choose this. So oh, great. When I got into this, I started to look at the lyrics. Pandering. And I'm like, this is gold. Uh, you're never quite sure just how much I know. That's a Toledo phrase right there. That lyric, I mean, could define you. And then it says, only that they call me Chief Rockahoe. And I oh think that's God. it. Always, because uh, I'm always thinking dirty. I'm always thinking sin. We need to get Toledo in on this and get him a nickname, Chief Rockahoe, to bang into Jay. It's Jackal, everybody. Rockahoe. For you, John. For John. Rockahoe. Only that phrase could live in the 80s. Yeah, yeah no, it doesn't, doesn't apply anywhere else. And I think they wrote this about eight years ago, which is worth it. Yeah. Hey, baby, why don't you step inside my teepee? Smoke on my peace pipe. It'll get you high. Oh, wow. He's talking dirty. Yeah. This is Toledo's walk-up music. <laughs> they call you Chief Rock-A-Hope, because that's what we're going to ask you to do. Go in there and rock a like Oh, yeah. You got your full headdress on, wildly inappropriate. Please don't dance like that Look, ever again, Toledo. If you're going to fight a woman... Uh, distract from what's about to happen in the ring by being dressed completely inappropriately on your way in like an Indian. <laughs> the full headdress, like, oh, my God. If she beats me up, it looks right. bad on her. Yeah, well, no, it would be great because that's what everybody would want. But if you punch her, it's like the Andy Kaufman thing. Like, this guy is is a bigot. He's, he's inappropriate. He hits women. The hitting women thing would be third on the list in this day and age. You're a big gay Indian called Chief Rockaho. <laughs> now, Chair, go ahead. Uh, actually, I based this off of Jay Gutentag's uh, little, um, I forgive you rant, whatever yeah. that may be. That little apology? Yeah, where thing. she said she would eat Dick Toledo. And uh, I realized they're both good at eating things. So oh. Toledo's going to treat uh, Gutentag like the browned apple that always sits by his computer oh. every day. So oh. I chose Limp Biscuit Eat You Alive. Apple <laughs> <laughs> What with the biscuit from the chair? Yeah. I love the biscuit. I don't I'm kind of biscuit. Just can't listen to a lot of it. But this is still uh, one of the rocking stuff. Yeah. All right. Eat you alive by the Bisquick. Gotta All hype right. him up. There's a lot of people interested in this fight, by the way, Richard. This is this is big. I know. I see it. Oh, I know. <laughs> Look I know, how excited he is. He, he, he likes pay-per-view it. numbers are huge. As you know, I, uh, Ethan says, I, I my birthday's in the middle of the week, and I'm just having a tough one. Tell you what, though. The realm of possibilities that are occurring on my birthday, seeing Dick Face Toledo go hand-to-hand with a goot, is definitely one of my favorite ideas. I'm not sure what's more entertaining, seeing Toledo get knocked on the floor by a woman or seeing him punch that same woman square in the face. You are creating a perfect world for me. <laughs> no, perfect world, double knockout. <laughs> Maybe both, yeah. <laughs> One after the next. Uh, yeah, sorry, Ethan. That's a... <laughs> and then a lady has chimed in and said, Lady J does not represent all the ladies. F her. Well, she Whoa. does on this show because yeah, she's she succinct does. and she makes sense. And a lot of you haven't so far. So we're trying, we're trying her out as your rep. The election's in 2024. You can replace <laughs> there's her. There's been a recall. Well, if there's a recall, we're not paying attention to it. Jay is the lady rep 
until 2024. So she says she doesn't want to. All right, uh, John Gordon, I'm just going to let you do it. we only got 10 minutes left. Will it be Brady's song, Ram... Or what is it? Ramsteins? The, the, the Ramsteins. Ramsteins. The Ramsteins. Oh, I love the Ramsteins. I think they're pregnant right now. Too. And Jaime and uh, Karen, I think. Ramstein. They live right down the street from Brady. They're not allowed in the club, but man, are they nice. Uh, you got uh, the chairs, uh, Limp Biscuit, eat that thing. And then I chose <laughs> Rock a Ho by Jackal. Uh, John Gordon, I chose Rock a Ho by Jackal, I say. <laughs> pandering, pandering, right. pandering doesn't always work. <laughs> but it does sometimes. But this time it did not. Ah! Oh. Rammstein is the easy winner oh, here. Yeah. Yes. All right, there you go. All right, all right. I had a feeling Brady would win the second he said that song, and I was like, damn it. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a good one. That's good. That's and a good coming one. from Brady, I that's yeah. surprised. It was strong. Sea uh, punt that bitch. He, wow. she, or whatever it is needs to be chin-checked. Let's call it Bitch Bash 2022. See, people are fired <laughs> this up. This is tribal. Up. This is tribal. CP that B. CP the B. <laughs> and for those of you who want to look that up... Uh, <laughs> sea punting is probably a video on YouTube somewhere. It's probably a TikTok challenge. <laughs> Actually, as it, it could work for both of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you could have uh, yeah the well see cuck punt. <laughs> you could do that too. Yeah. Either way, uh, congratulations to Brady. He's done it. You got yourself a Ramstein win. I already fear his. Those Ramsteins always come through. The Ramsteins are good people. They control the media. Uh, it's Ramstein. It's the P-word song. I don't know if you're allowed to say it without throwing the cat noises in. I just don't have the time for that. Uh, Brady's the winner this week, and that means next week the topic will suffer. It's Ramstein. <laughs> it's 90. All right, Brady, i got to hand you that one. Well played, my friend. Nicely done. You were the winner. Dilly on the lead Wasn't expecting that. Great. No. What? Dilly. Oh, Dilly at Ramstein? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, real, he's, a, he's a real go-getter, that boy. That Dilly Ramstein, that kid. <laughs> Oh, sorry. He's what? What a whippersnapper. Oh, he's got it all together. He's going to figure it out one of these days. Oops, sorry. We're starting the show over. All right. The insert button did not work. Uh, yeah, we're ready to go with the entertainment. Brady's won the rock horse. Makes me fear next Wednesday. Uh, great trop. That's right. Great trop. Tropic. That's right. It's a great tropic. There are many good tropics. It's a good start. I prefer the one of Capricorn because the Tropic of Cancer killed Norm MacDonald. You just wait. <laughs> It's a good tropic next week. We're going to have a good one. Trust me. Oh, boy. Off to a blazing start. We're seven days away. This thing isn't even dry yet. Uh, it's the Entertainment Drill. It's brought to you by our friends at ReactDefense.com, the home of Tactical Black Self-Defense Training. Had a guy uh, see me yesterday in my Tactical Black shirt, and he goes, that stuff really work? I'm like, yeah, it's a great shirt. It goes right over. You don't get in trouble at all. It's a shirts or shirts. I said, now, if you want to go uh, do the training... You can't just wear the shirt. doesn't work that way. It's not like Spider-Man's outfit. you got to actually give it a try. Uh, another of my friends texted me yesterday, ironically, about the same time, and said, what do you recommend I do? Just go. It's as simple as that. It's, uh, it's not something that you know, is unique in the ways of like, well, everybody's going to have to, you know, this class or this. You can do whatever you want. They're just going to get you through the basics. Everybody kind of learns the same stuff. The classes are unreal, uh, and there's very different uh, things you can do. The nuance of every single situation is unique to you, but you learn it together. The classes are unreal. Everybody in the class is there to help someone else, too. It's not that douchey gym factor of, I can lift more than you, I'm better than you, I'm going to do this and that. The people there who are a little ahead of you are the ones who are going to help you along. Because the more sheepdogs we have, the less sheep that are out there means that uh, bad guys are going to have a tougher time doing stupid stuff. And that's the whole goal in this. Make everybody a sheepdog. You know what? It's a better place. You feel safer, more protected. 
and just uh, be in better shape. There's nothing wrong with that. Dr. Oz says it yesterday, and he's a real doctor, I hear. I don't know if that's true. But he said, uh, there's no shaming someone when you tell them you should be healthier. People take it as shame. No, that's not the case. Try to get in better shape, and you're going to get in shape mighty fast up there. ReactDefense.com. It's out in Phoenix, Glendale, and Chandler. It's the home of Tactical Black, and you can check out their store, TacticalBlackVault.com as well. Get some cool stuff, including Dylan sunglasses, which Brady and I both got from the folks at Dylan. They sell them there on their uh, website and also in the building in their, uh, in their pro they're shop. They're the best. Dylan sunglasses are unreal, and they've, they've, they're up there at the... At React Defense. They got all the new stuff, too. They get, like, the first dibs. It's pretty great. Uh, check it out, reactdefense.com. Brady Entertainment. A twin sequel called Triplets. Huh? They start filming early next year. Already Arnold, disappointed. Arnold, Danny? Danny DeVito. And a girl. And the third, they have a third brother. That's oh, the deal. good. Um, It'll be a black Supposed guy. to be played by Eddie Murphy. Yep. But he was too busy. So Ivan Reitman says, I got, in my opinion, the funniest black man in the world. Kevin Hart. Hart. Tracy Morgan. Or that. That'll work. I'd love that. And, and then fact, they adopt the rewrote baby. the script for <laughs> Tracy. Yes. Well, unfortunately, a woman just leaves them one. I don't want this baby no more, Arnold. You got to stop calling me that. It's not my character's name. It's, I believe it's Julius. <laughs> Is that Junior? I don't remember which one. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Either way, I'm going to go ahead and steal this baby for a little bit. Danny DeVito's my brother. They're about the same height, actually. Tracy's shorter than you think. Yeah, but he's taller. Show business. I'm taller in person. Jeff Daniels says that when he first met Clint Eastwood, he was at a golf tournament. It was in 2002. Clint was working on the film Blood Work. And uh, Jeff was sitting down at the uh, tent having breakfast. And Clint goes walking by and says, Hey, Jeff Daniels, (laughs) I saw that Dumb and Dumber movie. That toilet scene happened to me. And just walked away. <laughs> so if you remember the toilet scene. Oh, yeah. He's got the, the diarrhea. Yeah. Clint Eastwood said this? Yeah. At a golf tournament. Yep. One time a long time ago, I shit for about seven hours. And the toilet didn't work. Have a good round, Daniels. <laughs> I like that kid. It reminded me of myself when I had my issues. He's like, I hope one day we get to hear Clint tell the tale. Oh, yeah. Maybe he does in the movie Cry Macho. <laughs> it's a lot of things a man can't do. In his 90s that he could do 40 years ago. Namely, take a solid Eli Roth has a new Discovery Plus show coming out on October 8th called A Ghost Ruined My Life. It's a hybrid of real people telling their actual stories on camera and then amazing directors filming their living nightmares. Of ghosts. And the cinematic stories. Of ghosts. And then he's busy with all sorts of ghost stuff. He has a... Season three of Who History of Hor- Eli Roth. Oh. History of Horrors. Horrors. Bro. I know. Uh, that premieres October first on the AMC, and then <laughs> <I know>. he <laughs> he's got one with uh, on the Discovery Plus with uh, Brett's guy Zach Baggins Oh, uh, the guy. Haunted Museum. The douche, <laughs> big time. That's October second. Hey Baggins, I remember you. Sometimes when I take, <laughs> I name it Zach Baggins. Have a good round. <laughs> There's a docu-series on the Sex Pistols in the works. It's called Pistol, and it's scheduled to hit uh, FX sometime next year. And it's based on, it's an autobiography written by the guitarist Steve Jones from the band. Johnny Lydon, Johnny Rotten, has been battling the entire band, taking them to court, suing them over this. Doesn't want it to happen, but... He lost, and now, according to him, he says, F and Mickey Mouse owns the Sex Pistol 
because Disney uh, is producing F- FX owns or Disney owns FX. Oh. So he's like, we've been bought out, but he's now broke. Spent everything he had suing, fighting for court. this. Yep, you don't Not fight the mouse, man. He's on tour right now, doing a uh, like a spoken word tour, trying to make some cash back to try to get back on the because the mouse beat him so bad. Oh yeah, oh man, you don't go up against Disney. You don't. I don't care how punk <laughs> rock you are. Yeah. That corporation's going to step on you and squish you. But suing his own bandmates, there's a whole. Well, that, mess. That, that now I want to see it, I especially know. if it's in Pixar. Pixar Sex Pistols would be great. I didn't know Disney was doing this. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. Uh, let's get out of here. We're done. Uh, Marcus's show is on Sundays from 9 till midnight. Uh, check your plumbing. Make sure it's in good order. Turn the radio on and he'll be like, nope, that's just Marcus's show. Anything standing out recently that you can tell us about? Like something new? Something new. On the show, you're like, wow, that's some good new stuff from? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, you got to be on the spot now, man. <laughs> Now I'm trying to think of like the There's worst so things ever. Yeah, what's the song that you played last week? Going, man, that's that's where this bread's buttered. <laughs> oh well, there's also a band called We Butter the Bread with Butter. <laughs> I from, like that. They're from Germany. Go yeah. figure. I like that a lot. Uh, all right, let's get the heck out of here. Marcus uh, into the pit. Nine to midnight Sundays. That's it for us. Uh, our friend Larry McFeely's coming up next. You must be kind to Larry, and he'll be kind in turn. Uh, he's got some stuff for you as well. Concert tickets and other things like that. Uh, That's it for us. You guys have yourselves a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long. Until later. Bye.